0: Hello, and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David, and each week, as I'm sure you know, I have the absolute pleasure of inviting a creative over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London, culture, and creativity. This week, I'm with Maddie, or as some of you may know him by, Amber from SDF, a West London true hip-hop head, graffiti writer, vinyl addict, lyricist, beatmaker, party starter, a proud Londoner with deep Syrian roots. He's had a journey and a half so far. but the same age and grew up on the same side of London, so the graffiti talk was dope, because I remember a lot of what he talks about. Because I remember a lot about what he mentions. But whilst I was in Kilburn running through to Camden, Kentish and Tufnell, Maddie and his boys were exploring and locking down West London. And quite a large patch of it too. And he fills us in his amazing introduction to the culture and how it developed and also the importance of friends and sharing of experiences. Maddie's done loads, dived into all sides of the hip-hop culture, and it's also come with him on his travels when he's moved to other cities and countries, being part of something that is the key to go through so many doors around the world, which always leads to a mad adventure for him, for anyone. We touch loads of subjects, we talk about love and fear and the state of the world and ideas and thoughts and all of these things, and also how culture aids them. And we also get to hear a bit about his parents, and a small part of what sounds like a really full life that his dad's lived. Really dope having Maddie over. Thank you, brother. This is his London culture and creativity story. Enjoy. This is F24. Well, Maddie, man, thank you very much for coming over. I'm glad. Like oh, of course, wishing though to get the time of you, Yeah, I should drop a disclaimer because yeah, I do. I to share a lot of shit.
1: My memory might not be compliant. Those of things where people they remind you, oh, yeah, they yeah, all yeah, come flooding back, of course. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. that does happen to me. Those a lot. memory lanes, yeah, yeah, we yeah. end up
0: hitting them with me.
1: And the, the order, the order of things happening, maybe yeah. you know, like I uh, mess up sometimes,
0: but hey, whatever, that's it's all matter, love, man. It's a good thing. And even if we, we find it, oh, you know what, actually, that was two years previous, what mm. I said, 10 minutes ago, that's goodness, yeah, exactly. It's all love, it's all love. <laughs> well, look, let's um, let's start at the beginning, bro. What's up, where man? are you from?
1: Well. I'm West London, man. Yep. Through and through. Born and raised. Um, what part? S- uh, Ealing. 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 Cool. Like Lane. You know Hangalane? Yeah, right yeah, About Right next to Hangalane. Right cool. Um, Syrian parents. Syrian? Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they met in London. Yeah? So they, uh, and my mum's from quite a rich family. My uh-huh. dad's from quite a poor area. And um, yeah, they came over to England. Separately? Uh, separately, completely yeah. separately for different things. They ended up working in the same office.
0: And the love blossomed. Crazy. As it were. Yeah. What, was it anything to do with Syrian life, this office, or was it just literally.
1: No, it was. A, my dad was a journalist. Okay. My mum was a, uh, like a secretary type thing. Crazy. Role. And they just
0: happened to be in the same.
1: Just, yeah. Just oh. happened to be. I mean, I can't even remember what, like, what, what, uh, what my dad, like, what, what newspaper it was or what, it, what, uh, I can't remember the company. Yeah. But, um,. But yeah, I don't know if it was Arabic related. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been like an Arabic publication or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, yeah, they met. They met here, and um, yeah, they got married, had kids. I have an older sister, younger okay. brother. Yeah. Uh, born Hammersmith Hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Went to school. Uh, went to Latimer Upper School oh, in yeah. Hammersmith. Yeah. Quite a well-to-do school. Yeah.
0: Um, Good education.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I stayed till my GCSEs. Then I had to leave, man. Yeah. To be honest, like, I wasn't the most academic right uh, student, and you, you knew know. that by then. Yeah, I mean, I just I was always good at art. Yeah, that was always my thing. You know, I used to draw from primary school. You know, I used to I used to draw the Teenage
0: Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, I used to copy cartoons. Did and you get good at it, young? I mean, what you may have thought to help you keep going. You I know was I mean?
1: definitely. I mean, not to sound like too big-headed or anything, but I was definitely better than yeah, most of the people around I me. think it's the
0: same for me, man. Yeah. I don't, again, it's not the big-headedness part of it, but it's just that because you realise you've got something at that young age, yeah. you don't stop. You, no no yeah it, it definitely and like other people coming up to me going oh could you draw
1: the, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles but instead of being turtles could you make them uh, <laughs> moles i remember <laughs> some kid asking me that so i did Sick. like the teenage mutant Ninja turtles but as you know as different animals you know what i mean or whatever you know yeah, different yeah, yeah. things like that and people would ask me to draw actually a funny thing i used to do as well that got quite popular in school um Like, you know, platform computer games. Like Super Mario. You're running along the platform and it scrolls along. Donkey Kong I used to draw the platforms out. And we used to have, like, dice. I used to make up these games. What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I used to make up. They were, like, basically scrolling computer games. And I cut out a character so that character could move along the drawing you see what i'm saying like the shit I and like love- they'd roll a dice so they could move they could kill that dude and then move forward or use you know a certain amount of points to to, to kill was a certain enemy late
0: 80s early 90s this is late 80s yeah
1: this was i'd say the-
0: 89 i loved those years yeah i didn't do anything like that yeah. but it sounds so familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we used to do, is, is adapt and shit like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That, exactly, that sounds yeah. amazing, And like, it was like an early,
1: graffiti, uh, early uh, computer games, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I was just, what just
0: sick drawing
1: it out, basically, different yeah. ones. I remember there was one computer game that I loved on the Sega. It was called Wonder Boy, yep. yeah, where he was running around the forests and stuff. And that was basically what I used to copy and uh, yeah. and draw out and make and then start adding on to it, you know, making up amazing, different creatures man. and... Yeah, I remember doing that distinctively and people like, you and know, then it wanting to a role, play it.
0: You, you get the dice out and you could roll the dice for the player. Yeah, and to
1: see how many moves or what power move you could do against sick. the enemy or whatever. Yeah, like, uh. and we used to, another thing I used to do in school that involved drawing is, this was now, this is when I started a Lama, so probably like 10 years old, so 1990, yeah. 90, yeah. 91. 91 probably, yeah. 90, when did the Chronic album come out? The Chronic album, 91. 91, okay, yeah. so when that album came out, me, and I'm kind of jumping a bit all over the place, but me That's and Frez, good. Yeah. Uh, my good friend, um, he doesn't live in London anymore. He lives in Dubai. I can't talk about my hip hop history without mentioning him. Okay, because uh, I'll go into that story in a second. Yeah, I want to catch but, but, that story. But definitely. This one we used to do in school. Basically, he never went to my school. He went to uh, another school in West. Uh huh. But um. He was great at stealing. Yeah. Good. I'm sorry. Not anymore. Yeah. We're yeah, all yeah, grown yeah. now. But he had a we thing as young, a kid. Yeah, yeah. He had sticky fingers. Yeah. But put it that way. And he had like, um, like he took it to a next level. And like, this is not, we weren't stealing like, from people's houses. No, or anything. No, no. This is from HMV and yeah, from yeah, like yeah. paint shops and shit yeah. like that, you know? And um, we used to nick tapes, man, from yeah. HMV. I used to go chat to the, to the to the guy on behind the desk and he would just like just start rinsing out <laughs> pulling the bit out of the spine That's you know right. what i mean and just and he had he'd, he used to sew extra pockets on the inside of One his of jacket them ones. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had this green jacket he had extra pockets on the yes. inside just for teething and uh, so we used to go dub the tape loads of times yeah you know the whole recording tissue in the,
0: in the holes and all yeah, that yeah exactly
1: and then uh, and then i used to sell them in school i used to draw the front cover like <laughs> copy the front cover so we did, we so did it was the, chronic, one of the first ones, yeah. We did NWA, we did. And you were uh, drawing Cypress the covers. Hill. Yeah, I used to draw all the covers hand drawn. I wish I still had them. Oh yeah? my so God. I was like 11 years old, recreating these covers, drawing what them on, on old TDK tapes. Yeah. I used to sell them for two, three pounds, but then I got into. Mad trouble at school because of all the offensive nature of the songs. Oh, of course, and you're spreading it out. One of the parents heard their kid, yeah. like Where'd you get it from? I bought it off a kid in school, and then there was a big meeting in the school and with my parents and shit. And yeah, so that got, right. back <laughs> that got shut like, down. I bet,
0: I bet. Well, that's though man. Like, but, man, I wish it had, had something to that as well. You'd love to see that now, man.
1: It? I used to, yeah, proper go in on the covers and then on the back, I used to draw the set list, you know, the, the, the Sick, names yeah. of the songs and stuff. And, uh, and people would like little... order these basically. Well, I just used to come in and they. They'd go, you know. No one ordered oh, them. That once people heard about it, and yeah. I had it on tape, boom, they'd take it's it. Long. You know, for for I was bootlegging tapes, basically, Sick.
0: Sick. <laughs> which was yeah, it was cool, it was fun. So um, you knew art was gonna be something, but was it really pushed in school for you, or was it like, look, you're Maddie, you're not doing well in school?
1: Um, was that
0: kind of the?
1: Well, I tell you what, at Latimer, um, I had like a small group of friends in school at the yeah. time, but most of my friends were. At Fres's school, you okay. know what I mean, and and outside of my school, and they mainly were from state schools or whatever, uh-huh. and uh, I just didn't like the whole private school thing, right? You know, and the it whole felt uniform, different. and and just I always rebelled, yeah. You know, I was
0: just, you know, I'd always I was the class clown. Was like, this? not because of outside influence but because you knew there was more to life than what you were seeing and what your mates in school were seeing
1: just those extra stringent <coughs> rules yeah. that yeah. were
0: opposed on us and I knew what other people
1: were going through yeah, and then they were like your tie's not on straight yeah. detention your yeah. t- shirt's not tucked in Det- Detention. you know they yeah, were yeah, like yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing and I was like, "Fuck this shit," yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you, as a kid, you've got
0: mates out there living a completely <laughs> yeah. different life. Yeah, so exactly. Let's go back to the mates then. Frez is one of your oldest friends, then, yeah. Well, how did you meet? T- okay, so with Frez, he he's got a super interesting story,
1: and you should definitely get him on here yeah, at attractive. some point, even though he doesn't live in London anymore. He grew up here, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, when I was about nine years old, uh-huh. I came home from school, and my mum said, ah, oh, "One of her friends' nephews." had come over from Lebanon, because basically Israel just bombed the shit out of yeah. Beirut. Yeah, that's yeah. where he was from, Beirut, that's where he was born and raised. And uh, and he'd come over, uh, basically, oh. uh, the, his auntie, who'd lived in London, who was quite well off, got him out, him out yeah. got him out here. And then she, so my mom said, look, there's this kid, he doesn't speak any English, really, and we're going to put him in your school, and you got to look out for him, you got to look after him, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I was, like, I was nine, so I was like, hell cool, yeah, yeah, cool, new friend, wicked. Yeah. And so we went round to the house, and and uh, just here in Hanwell, and um, we just hit it off straight, literally. Oh. Can you speak Arabic? Yeah. yeah, I speak Arabic fluently. Mm-hmm. I can read and write it, not as but fluently. Can you speak fluently, yeah, yeah. I can speak pretty much fluently. Brilliant. I mean, I'm out of practice here yeah. and there, and... Um, but yeah, but yeah, so, so that made so, that easier. So I remember yeah. when, when I first met him, they gave me a book like A is for apple, mm-hmm. B is for banana, you know, and I had to sit there and school, uh, on it. Yeah. And, um, and then in the end, he was just told me, he's like, fuck this shit, let's go out and play, you know what yeah. I mean? So we went out and we were climbing trees, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just been, we were inseparable Brilliant. for, yeah for for the indistinguishable future Lovely, you know what i'm man. saying Lovely. and we kind of hit it off and and i definitely like i said i can't really talk about my graph thing without mentioning him yeah. because um that would go into so every saturday yeah. my mum was the headmistress well she eventually became the headmistress for an arabic language school uh-huh. in eleanor wilkinson school you know ellen wilkinson no. it's just there between elon common and elon broadway okay there's a, yes the, I do the piccadilly know. and the yeah, district yeah. line join know, yeah and they and the they go on. just above it it's just there yeah yeah and, the and there's a the bridge that iron bridge that goes yeah. over the central line next that's to right it. so we used to go there every saturday for three hours uh-huh. every saturday morning to to learn arabic you know i mean to keep up with it and uh, my mum was a teacher there his mum was a teacher there and uh, so we used to go there and every lunch break we everyone's having their lunch or kicking a football about or whatever me and G used to just walk all the way to the end of the field the, the play fields yeah. where the fence was where the train tracks was and we should just see the district lines and the Piccadilly lines go past so this is like early 90s and we were just seeing all the graph on it and we
0: were just it so, just blew our minds like, did you, you must so you caught it one day out of your eye maybe and you were like we could go there stand there and we can keep seeing it
1: well we, saw, we knew I used to take that train to school.
0: Right, so you knew there was so, something happening. You'd already spotted graffiti.
1: I'd spotted graffiti. The trains were they were pretty clean then, mm-hmm. but you'd see the odd bit here mm-hmm. and there. The tracks were absolutely mulled, you know. Yeah. And um, and we um, I'm trying to think what came first. Like, F- Frez would be better at this than me. Like, he's got a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why another reason why you should get him on here because my memory is absolutely terrible. <laughs> and uh, but I can't remember what came first, the hip hop music or the graph thing. But I know that one, I mean, my Misty memory is like, we found Graf and then we started seeing CD covers and, and tape covers with Graf on it. We were like, what the fuck is this? And then we realized, oh, it's linked up, the artwork and the music. Sick. And I think that's pretty much how we yeah. got into the whole culture. Uh, but i think graf played a massive part in that like the artwork side of it uh,
0: and west london in the fucking yeah. late 80s early 90s yeah. man
1: it was crazy then you start yeah then you start noticing oh that's the same dude that yeah. and that diet i've seen that before you yeah. know what i mean met. mean met yeah yeah i've seen that mean. before yeah yeah exactly and so we started placing things together but we didn't know anyone involved no. we didn't know anything uh re- really like too deep yeah. involved but Frez also as much as I love him yeah he was a, he was especially back in the day he was a bullshit artist yeah okay he there was this guy he used <laughs> to write think.
0: F I N K. F
1: I N K. He was part of O T B crew, yeah, okay. out to bomb. Same crew as Heist. Okay. And a couple other people.
0: I think I'm remembering the tag. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Back in the day, think yeah. I never. I don't think he did much, but he had a sick hand style. Uh-huh. And at the end of the, like I said, at school, uh, at the Arabic school, yeah. Ellen Helen Wilkinson, we'd be at the at the gate, watching at the fence, watching the trains, and there were these Fink tags everywhere, and yeah. Frez convinced me that it was him. Yeah. <laughs> and I yes, was like, Chris. I was like, no way. That's not, he's like, yeah. And he could do it perfectly. You yes. learn how to do it perfectly. And he was Sick. like, that's me. And I, just like with nine, 10, of course, you know, 11 of course. years old, yeah, yeah. he fucking convinced me that yeah. it was him. And I was like, no way. I was like, all right, whatever. And then, and then in the end, um, Amazing. he ended up nicking some paint from Halfords. Uh-huh. Yeah? And then, cause we said, okay, we're going to jump this fence and we're going to go and paint that wall there. There was a wall right there, just over the fence. And we were like, okay. Didn't have
0: to cross tracks, nothing. No, no, you no, no just nothing. Literally there. you just had to get over yeah. the fence
1: and then we'll paint on that wall and come back. We and like uh we had no idea like to go at night or anything. We yeah. thought we'll do it next lunch break, next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna paint this wall. Yeah. We we're like, fuck it. <laughs> And um, I don't think this was the first time we painted Though We did paint somewhere before. Okay. And uh, and for at least a year before this, we were like tagging on buses and stuff. Wicked. You know what I mean? Like just with like, the little markers. board markers, you know, yeah, you know yeah, one of those yeah. things.
0: Um, Wipeable board markers. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> I was
1: tagging on my desk at school yeah. and all my books had like, you know, rough book and everything. We'd have tags all over it. And I was like mainly copying other people's shit.
0: So you got w- well into it. It was like yeah. you were... You were- you and Frez had decided we're, we're going to be in hip hop, we're going to yeah. be. Tagging. Well, I
1: actually, another thing, again, this is my memory jumping all yeah. over the place, but Latimer, some big writers went to Latimer. Some
0: big writers went to Latimer.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I want to call them out or anything Yeah, but some I don't big know, writers went to But there was some big London, and I start seeing it in school yeah, yeah, and then yeah. seeing it at Ellen Wilkinson as well. Yeah on the trains and stuff. And I started putting two and two together and go, oh shit, there's some writers in my school. So I started tagging all the desks in my school. Trying to say, find yeah, yeah, who they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, let exactly. me get their eye on me. And yeah. uh, but I was way younger than them at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. Or, I say way younger, but at school days, if you're three years or younger, that's like yeah. Even, years, or, yeah, even exactly. two years. Yeah, exactly. Even two years. Three years
0: definitely, man. Yeah. You were young. You don't even but, chat to them yeah, people. You know, <laughs> they don't even know. Don't look you. at me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm in year four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. And, um,
1: yeah. So, so, so yeah. So, so one lunch break, we were like, okay. So Fres was like, okay, I'm going to get the paint. So we'll do my name. Yeah. And, uh, he changed his name to Fres now. Okay. <laughs> he'd so he's we- kind of given up on the Fink thing. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was at Fres at the time. And then, um, and then we were like, okay, cool. We're going to do this next lunch break. He was like, okay, make sure you grab the chair from your desk. Yeah. Cause we weren't big enough to get over this fence. Yeah. still. So he grabbed his chair from his classroom. I grabbed my chair. We came out of lunch break, walked all the way to the end of the field uh, thing. He had his holding paint his on chairs him. Yeah, holding his chair. He flung his chair over the top, and we used my chair to to get, get over. over. You know, and that other chair Clever. to get back. You know Clever. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. We we Planning thought it, it all out, yeah. and we got over. And we're like, okay, we've got an hour. You know what I mean? And so, so he just and to be honest, man, you know, how usually when people start, they do something really small yeah. Fres man to give him credit, when he threw up this outline, he was like top to bottom on this fence. Yeah. Like we had a big chrome and a and a red outline, if I remember correctly, a red Halford's paint. And uh and we took out heist. There was a diet, a heist, <laughs> and another thing, yeah. And like we were like, fuck, like, you know, we knew it was bad to go over it. We knew we knew that much, yeah. yeah. But we weren't about to start walking down the tracks no, and move no, that no, way or no. cross. Heart's beating. Yeah, yeah. We were like, we've got to do this yeah, now, yeah, we're yeah. here. So we were like, fuck it. And we were like put him up in it. Yes. We even knew that much. Like that's good. You'd been taking note and. I would say. I'd say actually now. I would say when we did that, we were thirteen okay. years old. Yeah. Yeah, so we have been going to Arabic school since we were nine. Right. You know what I mean? So we were interested in it, and
0: it's been building up to this point. And you've got a painting done probably
1: before, as you yeah, say. We did
0: one, yeah, we did
1: one mission. I say mission, but we did one. There's near Hangar Lane. There's all these underpasses Okay, Lane, yeah. Loads of underpasses. So and complete, and people used to catch tags yeah, all, all no over there. Yeah, underpasses there, yeah. And we ended up uh, going down there one night and doing dubs, yeah, uh, me and me and Frez. But uh, this was the
0: first trackside. So. This was serious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this was, like, on the tracks. Yeah. And I got this train to school every day, so I knew I'd be able to see yeah. it. You know? And
0: it was a line that you both looked at all the time yeah. as well. So it was important. It was super You were going to be up there with those people.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And we were like, yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're standing amongst these giants, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, type thing. And, uh, yeah, so we did that. And I remember we got back to the, to class like in time, we had paint all over us and we were just like I remember just shaking from excitement. Oh, man. And just be like, fucking we did it. We I can't wait till Monday and where no I can to drive. Is- yeah. 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 And uh yeah, and so that was that was just I just wow. remember that just being such an invigorating. Do you remember experience. going past it as well? Yeah, yeah, man. I used to tell all my mates when we were on the train. I'd be like, wow. I did that, I did that, and they were like, Yeah, right. Yeah, right. No way. And I remember one oh, kid, God. he didn't believe that it was me. Yeah. And so so I was like, Okay, I bet him because he was another like kind of be- beginning to write. Yeah. And um and I said to him, I bet you two posca marker pens that it was me. I go, I'll prove it because next Monday you'll see, I told him what I was going to write. I was going to write another word or something. Okay. So then I jumped over the next weekend and I wrote that word yes. on the wall. And then the next day I said, Hey, ah, you see, I yeah. told
0: you, you know what I mean? And then yeah, so I got two marker pens off him. I remember that, <laughs> that, um, that West London scene, like the overgroundness of it all. Yeah. The elevated lines in places around the town. Yeah. in West London town, Like must've been inspiring this, as hell.
1: It's crazy. We used to call it like the, uh, uh, New York, uh, like the New York star, because you'd see yeah. the old, like Star Wars, and yeah. all them ones, you know, with the hu- elevated tracks, exactly, and, and you yeah. would be like, oh, it's like the New York scenery, that's what we used yeah. to call it, when you're it, going through some of it.
0: that district, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's ugh, amazing. It's insane, man, and, <laughs> and Frez, man, like he, always took it, like, you know, he always took it to another level. That's yeah. the thing. Like if, if there was one word I could use to describe my graffiti career is, and I hate to say it, it's laziness, man. Like, I okay. have to admit it. I can't right. clean now. Yeah. I look back, I could have done so much more. Okay. And I was surrounded by people that did so much, you know, Zeal, Frez, Spo, like all these people I came up with, they fucking went on to batter London. I was just always, you know, burning, trying to hook up with girls okay. and, you know, going out, <laughs> drawing, bass, raving. Yeah, I was like, go raving or go paint you know what i mean and i was always kind of like we find levels though don't we man yeah i mean i did my thing exactly no like, regrets but you know what i'm saying yeah. i definitely I was, I was definitely on the laziest there's
0: <laughs> definitely time you can blatantly think back right? i literally lived five seven minute walk from queen's park yard okay uh, i took the piss out of queen's park yard but i didn't take the piss enough mm. but i think i did what i did yeah I, but I, I know I could have kinged it, and <laughs> I should have exactly. fucking kicked. What yes. was I doing? <laughs> yeah. All right, you did what you did. Yeah. We feel like that sometimes. no regret. I, no, no, no exactly. No, but isn't.
1: Daz, you did your thing, man. You you definitely oh, made made it. a you know put your stamp on it. So, oh, thank you.
0: And um, so, <clears throat> mate, well, I, I could just imagine those feelings like yeah. thirteen, fourteen years old. Man, that was the bug. getting That's these paintings when, up, tagging. Yeah. So. It's you and Frez. Mm. You realise there's other writers in school.
1: Yeah, but they were older heads, the okay, ones cool. in my school. There were a couple kids in my year, but they w- never really did much. Cool. They it was like a, a dash in
0: the pan, a summer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or bombing on buses and stuff, you yeah. know, odd things here and there. But, but not didn't go out of their way that. to do anything. It no. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, like a... And Frez was just like, like he got to know a few other people. We just get bits and bobs of information off yeah. people. Like you go down to a hall of fame, you might bump into someone and see the type of cans they're using. Go, all oh, right, okay, so Halfords paint is
0: shit. <laughs> That's so a
1: bit better. Yeah, at, at
0: those years as well, then because there's no raving. You're too young, right? Mm. Well, Girls, I
1: started. Uh, well, I started when I was 13. To be oh honest. shit, as I was well.
0: Going out raving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, was there? So your Saturdays, mm. halls of fame, Rack and paint. Well, we used
1: to even... Like, I had very chilled parents, man. Okay. And Frez had super chilled parents. Wicked. Yeah, So, my parents might have been a bit stricter, but um i'd just go stay at frez's house i was uh-huh. always at frez's house or he was always at my house See, you know it was literally brothers. like that yeah literally like that and uh and at his house i knew we'd get away with murder his right house. so we could disappear not come home until four in the morning his mum wouldn't even batten our eyelid.
0: okay you know she's blatantly worried but yeah, she knows yeah. how to play she
1: obviously was worried yeah, and yeah, she'd yeah. shout at us and of go course. hey where you been blah yeah, blah yeah. my dad and 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 frez would just be like okay mum, yeah chill yeah. And uh, I can tell you a funny story about Fraser's mom. It's, it's hilarious. I love her to bits. She's like my auntie. Yeah, like you said, man. Yeah. And um, um, like one time she found like uh, cause my room was absolutely battered. My bedroom. Yeah. I think on my thirteenth birthday, I asked my mom if I could paint my room. Yeah. So they bought me a bunch of paint. I had some Six. friends around and. Actually, there's a funny story just before that as well, man. Sorry, I'm jumping no, all I over the place, it. man. I do but keep it. it. But yeah, I painted my... Actually, uh, like a week before my birthday. Yeah. After school, because uh, Latimer is in Hammersmith on King Street or whatever yeah. it's called. And then there's Raymond School Park Station. There's the park, Raymond yeah. School Park with the arches. Yes. I don't know if you've... Uh, you I know, with the little classic. swimming pool next to it. Yeah. The padding and- pool yes and it had a nerve piece in there there was a roach piece in there I never there saw was them. a pure piece like Sick. classic pieces a devised piece in Sick. there the devised piece looked like it was done with an airbrush man i remember staring at it he had these like domes like these bubbles Seriously? with the fade on it to make it look 3d like yeah? proper orbs yeah like orbs yeah and i was, i just remember staring at it. Going, how the fuck did he do that and um Anyway, we were down there one time smoking a cigarette, so we used to go smoke ciggies before and after school. Yeah. And this dude rocks up on a on a bike. Yeah, and it'd been spray painted silver this bike. And it turned out to be pure. Yeah. I told him this story recently. This is I was like, yeah, 12, 13 or something. And he just turns up and we were there and he just starts doing a tag. Yeah. He does a pure tag. And we we're like, oh shit, we do graph as well. And he was like, oh yeah. And then uh He said, "What's your tag?" And I, I was writing hype at the time. Okay, (laughs) proper toy tag. I think I saw a DJ hype flyer, and I was like, "Oh, that's That's the name." And um, and he put us all up, and he goes, "You're all in CBM." Shut up! I'm not even kidding. Yeah, and we were like, "Oh shit!" And he was putting up RCS at the time. I remember seeing him put up RCS, and then he was like, "Okay, you can all put up CBM now." And we were like, "Fucking yes!" right, the
0: local kings, man. I mean, and then
1: the police rocked up. I'm not even kidding. We're in this archway, yeah? And I don't know, someone must have seen us and called the feds or something. The fucking, just like seven uh, armed police, not armed police, like uniform like, yeah, police yeah, yeah. turn up. And we're like, I'm in school uniform, we're all in school uniform, except for this dude who's a couple of years older than us as yeah. well on this bike. And then, they're like asking us all these questions. We're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then they start looking at his bike, going, "Where do you get this bike from?" And I, I don't know what had happened. Anyway, they took him away, basically. Serious. I'm not. Even Does he remember that? I don't think he did remember no. it when I brought it up with him. <laughs> but I remember us like thinking, "Oh, that's screwing." But we're in CBM. Yeah. <laughs> we we fucked up. And worked. then the next week was my birthday, so I painted a fat CBM in oh my, my bedroom. God. Yeah. Were uh, they
0: heroes to you? Like they they just, they were up.
1: Yeah, they were just up, and you know, and. Yeah, it was just like more involvement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, just want to get that attachment, and you would just wanna—I don't know what, what our motivation really was apart from us. Yeah. You know, like I did, we did this. You know what I, I, I t- mean? You, rem- I I t-
0: you reminded me of uh, the envy I had for West London. <laughs> yeah.
1: you were north, no? I
0: was north northwest, yeah. so I'm from Kilburn. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's so it was lovely. nothing to come to West. Nothing, <sighs> but it completely different scene. And it was a really quiet. And yeah. I, my, my main manner was Kilburn through to Tufnell. So I was going mm. north from. I wasn't really going west. So I would go down to the pit or whatever, ride the Westway. Yeah, get photos. But no, I um, remember Tufnell seeing seeing your stuff up. Yeah, so up I was, there. But used so to go there quite a bit. It was that that in the town. and I I just remember West just it had it had old school pieces on the streets. It yeah. had fucking like
1: such activity yeah especially around Labour grove oh, shepherds bush yeah you'd see you'd see some cool shit about i that. went
0: to school i went to cardinal Vaughan for a couple of years okay so that roundabout at bush yeah was, i mean yeah. cbm central yeah. pure and met and all yeah, that just salute to met man salute every to every met time. the fucking done um
1: but yeah, what was I saying? Me and Frez, both our rooms were absolutely battered, bombed. Like, the insides of the cupboards, the ceiling, the bedpost, the fucking... Yeah. Even t- whether it was testing out yeah. ink and making fibbins, ink making yeah. It. Yeah. Like, Frez, like I said, he always took everything to a different level. He had a chemistry set that he nicked from somewhere, I don't know where. Like, with pipettes and, and oh like test gosh. tubes and stuff, yeah? And we, he had basically racked every. Fimmings you know the shoe leather yeah, dye you've yeah, yeah. got some up there I can see Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd nicked every colour Yeah, Don't. from the spot in Holborn, yeah? literally about to say yeah, Holborn. the Holborn spot Holborn or West there West was one spot in Holborn. Greenford as well was there? that we found out okay. later on but they weren't ever stocked up and they always had black and, yeah. and something else so he'd always go there for black but if you wanted any of the other colours yellow or orange yeah. or oxblood that was yes, the that one yes that was the one and um, so Fres had every single one he'd take a pipette and he'd take like two drops of ox blood and one drop of the green Mix it up. Use a pip, uh, an earbud. Yeah. Dip it in his concoction, and then on his door, he'd like do a couple, do a tag. Yeah. And just to check how, because sometimes that fibbin's like if you mix certain colors. In one, in the light, it changes. Sorry, in the light, it would yeah look purple, and then yeah. the other, like you look at it through somewhere else, iridescent, so nearly. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. like, he came up with these mad colours, man. And like he was the dude. He'd turn up with a pen. Everyone's tagging the back. Let's say we're going to the Grundy. Yeah, yeah? we're all on the 65 bus. We're on the top deck. Yeah, everyone's catching a tag, and then Frez pulls out this marker, and like, we're always waiting for him because he'll do a tag, and we will be like, "Fuck that colour oh. And like, and it'll stain like hell as well. <laughs> and we'd we'll be like, "Yeah, let me do a tag a in that face." and he was always like he also was a guy he'd always keep his cards well close to his chest as well Uh, and some of the best writers I've met they always like they had this air of secrecy yeah 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 you know what I mean not everyone
0: needs to know everything well yeah and they didn't feel the need to tell everyone no exactly Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I've made this pen as uh, like, and that's like end the, of story there's yeah. no more to it yeah <laughs> you don't I, exactly <laughs> you don't i know mean
1: i was the opposite man i was always ch- yeah. chatting messed up. i was like, like i said like the, the clown you know what i mean yeah. always catching jokes and therefore for the fun of it you know uh um yeah man it was just yeah, just great times man and um yeah frez was just next level with it man next level with the
0: whole so mid-teen years mm. you're um deep into graph obviously bedrooms are completely best
1: I was rapping as well you're you know?
0: fucking about with inks yeah you're painting yeah and then what music comes I was always rapping as yeah. well like, like since not... you found the music as well yeah. since the tape days
1: yeah I was always intrigued with that element of as well man um, so but graph was always the first and foremost yeah. thing it was the thing I always felt most confident yeah. doing in my skills I had the most confidence in my skills with painting uh, but I always loved rhyming and, and putting words together and, and just hip-hop just beats as well, well just those boom back beats you and, fell in and love like, with that I fell super in love with that man and like different technical rhyming schemes and like different MCs that I would start finding out about you know obviously earlier on it wasn't so
0: much about that it became that later yeah, yeah. on. Um you found what you loved from listening to it you yeah. don't not straight away you don't fall in love with Cubes, lyrics, or whoever it is. You're not like, yeah. oh my god, what pattern? You don't think yeah. that you fall in no. love with after a while you realize the complexity.
1: Exactly, man. I think it was it was like in the in the mid nineties to late nineties when that whole like kind of they call it the backpack era mm-hmm. type thing started coming through. And uh that's when I started really getting into the whole technical rhyming thing. Who were you listening to? And um I don't know, man. Uh I always loved Faro Munch, was Sick. always like top for not only his rhyming structures and technical ability but his concepts for songs like he'd talk like with organized confusion they had a tune called stray bullet yeah where he's talking from the perspective of a but i was like damn i never you know just to think of it in that way was crazy and then he'd like do another song where he's the mayor of of town and then like he'd do another song where he's you know he just his concepts were just crazy you
0: know and i always i always took from that and uh and like, uh, you, did you take from the fact that this this guy is, he's putting himself in all these different situations, and he's he's speaking from all these different angles? This is really this means I can do anything. Yeah, really. I can I can take that t- same type of idea and run with it. Like, exactly, and
1: I think it was also because I'd been so like I have to admit, like early on gangster rap really took me you know what right, i mean like yeah. i was like fuck you know they're saying fuck bitch yeah. motherfucking dropping all sorts of mad shit that i knew would upset my mom you didn't you know? get the bars but you heard the swear words like, i mean no i'd hear the bars yeah. i knew what they, i mean it was pretty basic okay, you know what i mean yeah. they said you know fuck your mother i knew yeah, what yeah, they yeah, were yeah. saying you know what i mean um maybe certain things i wouldn't understand yeah um but, uh, but I've got the gist of it, you know what I'm saying? And, and obviously, I was bang into movies as well, like Super Violent, Movie Predator, and okay. Robocop, yeah, yeah, all yeah, them yeah. I used to love. So, so just the violent aspect of it, I used to love, man. And um, it just, I don't know, I just, I just uh, it really took me when I was younger. But then, eventually, it was artists like Farrah Munch and uh, like Cool Keith and other Sick. artists like that yeah. that showed me, oh, it's not only about shooting people and yeah. bitches and that, you could talk about, Anything, anything you know what i yeah. mean wordplay um, yeah exactly and and so so I, st- I as much as i love gangster rap ignorant yeah. rap you know i still find enjoyment in it yeah. um but there's just this whole spectrum well, it, out there and,
0: and it's so yeah and it's also completely different like you get you you get something completely different out of gangster rap compared to what you get out of about yeah. know I mean? you can pull out different things and make you look at different things
1: and and the beats might be uh well, they're, they're similar, but they're, there's differences as well. And differences in yeah. the samples they use and stuff like that. And
0: uh, yeah, it's just, it's all that funk, man. And you know? So you, it, it, pretty much by mid-teens then, you're all in. You've got, you're starting to write lyrics. I'm all in, man. Yeah. Like 100%. For Hip-hop. Long everything is everything you know i'm
1: saying uh like i I, before that i mean i'm trying to remember what i was into before obviously michael jackson yeah nirvana i remember going through. i had an undercut and all that shit and i used to skateboard like very badly
0: Uh um blur oasis all that shit
1: uh no, I never really got into okay. Oasis. I think that was a little bit late. I used to be like I was super in my hip hop phase. I was like, fuck well, yeah, that suppose shit. <laughs> that would have been yeah at the same time. <laughs> isn't yeah, it? yeah. So yeah. by that time, I was like, fuck everything yeah. else. It's all about hip hop. That like, I was very, um, super into. Yeah, into the hip hop thing and like geeking out. So at the time, there wasn't internet, so it was all about magazines, yep. videos,
0: movies. Yeah, MTV. if yeah. you can catch it. But- there was a
1: channel as well. I remember when we got um. Some people might remember this. I think it was a Polish channel or some Eastern European channels called Viva v-i-v-a uh-huh. yeah and back in the day they had a few hip-hop shows that used to come on on cable tv because that was the box yeah remember the box yeah, yeah yeah and there was a few other music channels and then there was this viva channel their hip-hop shows i wouldn't hi- i wouldn't understand what the host was saying but they'd have like the La finesse on yeah there, and they oh they have sick videos and they'd have guests on performing sick. live i remember that channel i remember always checking that channel and uh yeah just yeah through movies and films and just
0: through word of mouth as well man were you going to record shops I wasn't, I tell was you it what. Was really HMV where you bought the majority of stuff at the time? When I
1: started kind of like, like rapping, like, because uh, I used to always just rap freestyle uh-huh. with friends and everyone, like, we'd be on the night bus and we'd be like, yeah, Maddie, kick a verse, and I'd just rap. And it was mainly rapping about what we were doing, yeah. you know, like catching tags and, you know, going out and stuff. And uh, and mainly funnier, on the funnier side yeah. of things, you know. And, um, sorry, what, what was I going with this?
0: What was the question? I can't remember. It, um just it's literally, I just got well dragged into that story.
1: Then. Yeah. No, what was it, man? We were okay. What we used to, yeah. I used to rap. Okay. Oh yeah, that's it. Collecting vinyl. So yeah, it, yeah. Where well, were vinyl. buying? buying vinyl Vinyl collector now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So in the early nineties, I used to we used to steal tapes and and dub them over and sell them in school, and then. I started buying vinyl when I found out you could get the instrumental on the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, cause I memorized everyone's lyrics. Yeah. yeah? Like onyx.
0: Everything you had, you memorize. memorized. Memorized yeah. the
1: whole thing. Like I used to, the kids in school used to give me 50 P to rap NWA songs Sick. and stuff. And I was dropping <laughs> N bombs, everything. Like it was terrible, man. But like, I knew everything top to yeah. bottom. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, So when I found out that, oh, if you bought the vinyl, you'd have the instrumental on it. So I could rap over the instrumental, you know what I mean? And blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it would have the acapella, you know what I mean? All this stuff was weird to
0: me. It's just more, more, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And, and obviously the information you'd get on the
0: back yeah. of the record as well, like names of it's, people, producers and w- stuff. The time you realise, oh, hang on, I, I do want to just hear this instrumental. Yeah. And Or I do want to just hear the acapella. How is that sound yeah. when you know you've got that option? Yeah, when, yeah. When, when that, I remember that time. And
1: yeah. so I got my mum to buy me like this Iowa thing from... Uh, um, What's that place used to go? Where you get a magazine with all the stuff. Richer sounds. No, nice. no, it was a it was a big one where you could buy tents, you could buy tables, you could buy stereo systems. What's it? Argos. Argos. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ar- Argos. So I went to Argos. I got a uh, I got a little shitty like it was a shitty little like stack stereo I had a tape double tape deck. Yeah. So I could record stuff, and I had a record player on the top. Yeah, little cheap plasticky one. And uh, so once I got that, I started buying records mainly Sick. for the instrumentals, and I still have the first record I bought, which was Onyx, um, "Throw Your Guns in the Air," pop pop like yeah. So I had that. Um, I had that. It was a red vinyl as well. I remember just, and I used to draw that Onyx logo everywhere. Yeah, yeah the the Mad Face, or yeah. whatever it was. um So yeah, Such so I remember buying logo. that mainly because I liked the artwork yeah. on the cover. Yeah, I think I bought that before I had the thing to play it on. And then once I got the player, then I started playing it. And then oh, instrumental. And then I started buying other vinyls basically. Um, so, yeah, I started stacking up more and more and more. By the time I was 18, I had a healthy collection Shit. of hip-hop. Yeah, It was mainly American hip-hop, yeah. I have to admit. I was, at, near the end of the 90s, obviously Task Force. Mm-hmm. Skinny. Skinny man. Oh, man, skinny man. I was the biggest yeah. fan of skinny man. And I used to get these, uh, when I started uh, college, I went to Richmond College after uh-huh. Latimer. I went to do my A-levels at Richmond College. And uh, we used to get the... Disorder mixtapes oh, the yeah. UK Hustlers yeah. mixtapes which also used to blow my mind man. we used to love those and I actually got to meet Disorder the other day and that was uh, sick what got a to fucking tell him, guy man.
0: yeah that was great man. shout out I, to him I didn't get into UK Pop till okay. uh, 01 '01. so I didn't get into it in UK I knew Skinny when I was in London before I moved to Brighton oh, easy. I, I knew him as Skinny Wow, I didn't know that he was. Yeah, because he
1: was like the man yeah, around yeah. around I, North Camden. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah. I, I used to see him all the time in Camden at Triple yeah. Five. Soul. I used to see him all the time. Yeah, yeah. And hang out with him, but I didn't know he was. he never. I don't think he ever told me he was a rapper. So weird. Wow. Yeah, but, but he's
1: so much more than just a rapper. That's as the well. thing. He's, I've yeah. said that
0: to other people. He is much more. I think he was, he was whoever he was to me at that time. He was that person a hundred percent for me. Do you know what I mean? And mm. then. But didn't he even start
1: up, off I swear skinny. He started off, wasn't he, like toasting? He was doing like reggae stuff, yeah. and then he got into hip yeah. hop or something. Anyway. Yeah. You should get him on here. You should get him on here, man. We're chatting. Yeah.
0: We're talking about it. But, um, so, you get through school, you get into college, fully hip-hopped out, it's all on, you're experiencing all aspects of it. I can tell you an interesting thing. So, when I got to about 17,
1: 18, Uh uh, some good friends of mine, the circle of friends I had, had in in Latimer, they started getting into music as well, Uh and started producing. And uh, right. um, they built their own studio, man. They, you know, Shit. they'd uh, really gone into it head on into
0: it. They fall in love with the music as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: and it was mainly like dance music, like breakbeat uh-huh. and uh, like drum and bass, breakbeat type yep. of stuff. But they were open to everything you mm-hmm. know and i used to get involved with them i used to turn up all the time Damn. and like, let's make hip-hop hip probably and i used to record some of my lyrics with them so i started recording my lyrics probably yeah, about 17 maybe 16 17 That's 18 and man. like suggesting things to sample yeah and like kind of because they weren't as into hip-hop as i was they were into hip-hop but like not as deep as i was so i used to like kind of try and school them certain bits and
0: were you the only lyricist out of them as well um yeah rapping wise um,
1: yeah there was this other dude as well he was an older guy who helped them build the studio uh-huh. uh, he was uh, like more of a reggae artist and so when he realised what they were doing they became friendly and then he was really cool His Martian his name was uh-huh. Martin his name was but Bart- his Martian. rap name was Martian and uh, I'm trying to think what other rappers do we have around now? I'm sure there was maybe one or two that used to fly by but no one no one of note that I can think it's of um,
0: I'm just wondering it'd be nice to have, if they were all into that Breakbeat and drum and bass start sound mm. and all that type of stuff, and then to have this interest in hip hop, and then you just being hundred yeah. percent on Bombarding it, yeah, yeah exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, it would have been quite helpful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I, well, I, I like to think so, man. I mean, but now, yo, these guys—they're called TMS. They've got like seven or eight number one hits under their belt. They—they've completely now like smashed it. Like they've got into the. They started off. Doing break beats. They uh-huh. got to the pinnacle of break beats. They did a... Uh, uh, you should get them on here as well. I reckon they'd be up for it. Hold on. Oh. Excuse me, sorry.
0: Oh, good. I'll it, don't worry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, so now, so they so they got to the pinnacle of the breakbeat scene. They were under the name the Breakfasters, okay. Yeah, and uh, people who are into breakbeats will know who yeah. they are, man, because they they were the top. And then they went into production, music production, like mainly in the urban style of things. But now they're doing stuff for fucking Little Mix and like you know, Shoot like uh, out there, uh, properly like, they're, blown they're, up. They're, and the thing is, yeah, as much as I'm not into that music, it's like i seen their progression. Yeah, exactly. I've seen yeah, what they yeah, came yeah. from. They put in work, yeah. man. And they did their thing. Well, and they deserve everything. talk about something 18
0: years ago, of yeah. your experiences of them, for yeah. them to be this now. Yo, it's, it's just beautiful Yeah, to that's see, amazing. Man.
1: And I, I give them props
0: every yeah, time I can, up.
1: man. And uh, they're doing their thing. And so, yeah, so it was amazing to see them. So their early, early, early days was yeah. me. in, in the, We used to call it the TMS, which is the name of their production group, started yeah. because of that first studio, uh, they called it TMS because it was called the musical shed because it was literally they bought a garden shed, yes. soundproofed it, Sick. and put all their equipment in there and made the studio basically. And what they had a smaller fun. garden shed, you know, for like rakes and stuff. Yeah. but they made that into a sound booth. Basically. Oh my god! Yeah, so, so cables was really, running between them. Yeah, That's exactly. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was insane, and uh, and that was a lot of fun. I remember spending hours and hours and hours and days in that little fucking. So this shed, is why there know? was a
0: conflict of graffiti because you really mm. fell in love with all these other aspects. Yeah, laziness probably is the wrong word, man. That I you mean, put with I... your graph because y- your your love for, for the for, for the culture mm. was so big. I just felt that you had
1: like obviously early on. I know it's expanded now, but early on there was the four elements. Yes. you know, and then yeah. you know, this is when I was learning about it, you know graph. MC and breakdance and DJ. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have to do each one. Yeah. I have to have at least a little aspect of each one. Graph is the main one. Yeah. I'm that's that I'm you know proper good at, but I need to delve. I've got, I really felt this. Yeah. that I needed to. If delve I'm going with... to be hip hop, if I'm yeah.
0: going to be part of this culture, I yeah. need
1: to be involved in every element. Yeah.
0: You know, in some Did you way. you like the competition before. as well? Um, do you like the competition of hip hop? Was that part of the excitement of it? Is like, I mean, as much as it scared me, uh-huh. I
1: thought it was very important.
0: Yeah. I thought attractive in a
1: way. Yeah, and it made it exciting.
0: Yeah. Wicked. And
1: like obviously with graph as as because you have to have a certain amount of bravado and a certain mm. amount of arrogance to your to your thing or else no one will take you seriously. Yeah. Um um, so that battle aspect was part of that Which you know what I mean like, yeah. I'm better than you yeah. I'm prove it you know what I mean and um, although it was never like kind of I never was involved in like an official battle no. you know but there were like unofficial battles yeah. going on all the fucking exactly. time exactly and <laughs> yeah.
0: even if it's just down to the bravado that you're showing yeah. through your painting that's, that's yeah. enough of a battle like, yeah. it, 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 the battles don't have to be literal no, no. At, yeah. at the time, I think we think they have to be literal, but yeah. we're actually out there at eight, as eighteen-year-olds. Our bravado is the battle. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's a- and I, to be honest, man, like I, I was a bit of a dick
1: back in the day, man. Okay. I was like, uh, I was um, mainly due to, I guess, insecurities I had, and and certain people that I surrounded myself with. I was uh, like, you know, we would we would run around, even though. I knew it was probably not the right thing to do, but we used to go around like jacking people and. Uh, I heard about you. Bro. And, like, <laughs> and like, yeah, and like beating people up and shit, and like getting yeah. into maybe not, yeah, and like getting in fights and stuff, and and I felt that was necessary to have that reputation.
0: Well, again, I felt it, it harks necessary. to me about the the realness of West London graffiti yeah. and the difference, especially in our area era, era yeah. because it didn't. West London never seemed to lose. The continued story of its birth, of the birth of graffiti in this country yeah. it never it didn't seem to stop and I was always envious of that and yeah I've heard the, of the
1: the history was always important yeah. like uh, find like you know seeing old tags and knowing mm. who did it and the history behind it became more and more important you know yeah. which was which was interesting man because uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the uns they don't care about their history you know so much they're more about the now and you know, here and now, which is, I don't blame them, you know nice. what I mean? Of course, that's how shit gets done at the end yeah. of the day, how and shit goes forward.
0: Every single vision in their, in their, every single thing they can see within their vision is done like that, not yeah. just the culture. Everything no, straight up. I mean, Graph wouldn't exist if there wasn't
1: that, because it was invented by kids. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kids not giving a fuck yeah. about this building who owns the building yeah. or the history of the building. Yeah. I'm putting my name on the motherfucker, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I, I was, I have to admit, like, you know, I, I, we used to go around, we, we had a bit of a reputation for, was that by the time I, you got Crew many many times. Oh, yeah, as was well. that nice you know what the nineties was mean? about, though,
0: man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on, man, you got to catch your stripes, man, in both ways. Jack, so and get jacked, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been beaten up. I've I've, yeah.
1: I've I've been yeah robbed for everything. You I know what the nineties for that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it used to. It was like a, a regular. Oh, occurrence. Regular it was like occurrence. I'm going in this area. Yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. Get ready.
0: My pockets tapped. Yeah, so yeah, my yeah. money in my shoe. Always. You know what I mean? I'd keep a little bit of change in my pocket so they can take that. You got to do the side swerve, the little change in the pocket. Yeah. when they realize, you know what? these guys are hiding fibers in their socks, you know, we've got to take the trainers. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. no,
1: exactly. No, <laughs> I, I never had
0: my trainers taken off no, me, same. man. Well, that God, cause I was happened. never a
1: trainer head, but I had my jacket yeah. taken off me once. Uh, but then, but then also after a while, uh, uh, cause this all happening when I was 13, 14, 15, you know, going to these halls of fame, trying to just to look at the yeah, graph, yeah. and then you'd bump into people there and they, you know, you'd get robbed or you wouldn't yeah. take a camera with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's another regret. I wish I took more photos back then. By yeah. the time you're like, it's a different scene, me. different yeah, time as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, man. Now we did some outlandish. Was shit, that SDF man. crew? when did you? When did that start? SDF. It's a funny beginning actually, because um, before SDF. So me and Frez, Frez went to, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. He went to Drayton Manor School, uh-huh. yeah? And he had a crew of writers called Drayton's Roughest Society, yeah? D-R-S, uh, or Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It was yeah. from J. Reed the Damager, yeah. you know what I mean? And so he put me in that crew, even though I didn't go to Drayton. Yeah. So I was down with them. And uh, um, I might as well have fucking gone to Drayton. I was there all the, all time. the time. And um, so we had that crew for a while, but then everyone else stopped. It was just me and Frez going. And then kind of, I st- started kind of um uh like kind of uh not distancing from Fres but like you know like he had his other thing going on i i, I started writing with with zeal and insa like not insa yeah, the yeah. one everyone knows yeah 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 and um who are Alki and uh, Sim and uh, Do and you just
0: meet these people in the manor at the hall? These I met at stuff. Richmond College. Richmond, okay. that was it.
1: That was the thing. I left Latin. I went to Richmond College, and then you know I started meeting a whole bunch of other people. There was a uh-huh. whole bunch of writers in yeah. Richmond from GFS, all them lot from from uh, VFL, like from Q, and, yeah. and you know. Uh, yeah from all that areas and stuff Ham and uh, Grey Court School you know a yeah. lot of writers went yeah. there and they all ended up going to Richmond College well, not all of them but a lot of them and so I met, I met a lot of lot of them there and um, and so when we started hanging out more and more and painting more and more together I remember we were all at Zeal's house yeah um, and we were like we should start a crew man we've been painting now for a year two years all of us together we're all mates as well yeah. we hang out together all the time we're like, we should have a fucking crew and so I remember Alki and Sim, we were going to do a mission that night yeah uh-huh. um, Alki and Sim, Alki was was in GFS yeah. if I remember yeah, correctly he was. Yeah 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 and uh, so he was down with all them lot but he kind of he'd moved uh, he he was down with us now and um, he wanted to do a crew ETF yeah evading the feds yeah <laughs> that was his crew name that yeah? like he wanted us to do and yeah. I was like that's whack man I was like nah SDF because it was a crew I'd originally thought of yeah with Frez yeah like a few years before but it never caught on okay so I was like yo SDF so Shaken damn fresh, fresh man strictly dedicated forever and then we started, started making up more things I was like we gotta do that one and they were like nah 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 so we were like really bumping heads about the name of this crew and we were like okay fuck it and I, I got I got I like, I, like, got mopey and I left yeah <laughs> And then they all went on this mission and they all got nicked. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. And so next time I saw him, I was like, evading the feds? Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Fuck you, like, man. Evading the <laughs> feds. So we started writing SDO. <laughs> they amazing. didn't get in any trouble that night. Oh, they no. they ended up getting, uh, like, I think Sim got away. He hid in a bush for like three hours in a graveyard. I think they went to do Cashel Wall. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cashel Wall. Yeah, 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 the one, yeah. Um, Another one. In North, yeah, in here. Yeah, North yeah, far. just here and uh yeah yeah and they all got got chased and and one of them got nicked i can't remember who but uh yeah so i was like allow evading the feds they ain't <laughs> having yeah. <laughs> so i was that. like it's a bad omen yeah we're not that because that was their mission to cement the etf yeah, yeah, yeah. thing we're you gonna know? do it yeah, yeah yeah and i was like fuck we're you gonna guys show you, man. <laughs> and they all got nicked so i was like i was cracking <laughs> up the next day obviously knowing that they were all right yeah I of was course like, yeah uh, Even a sly smile though when you heard the drama, (laughs) let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Told them that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, so yeah, that's how SDF started basically. And, uh, And it was very important to me a crew that we had the same sensibilities yeah. because like I said how Pure had let us in CBM back in the day as amazing as that felt and as great as that was CBM like it still is to this day yeah. which I love yeah. and I rate and it's the main crew that I rep at the moment it's it's like widespread and it's not about everyone knowing each other about everyone hanging out it's more about
0: yeah. those uh you know it's a voice of West London yeah do you know what yeah. I mean We're, it's like a newspaper. Mm. Right? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Met is like the fucking yeah, yeah, the top yeah. editor, and you, I couldn't have anyone better at yeah. being up there. And you it's know? yeah, it literally, it's CBM and its importance to West London completely. It, the, the family f- feel from it, like everything you get from CBM, a and it has a foundation but, and it has a history, yeah. you know. I mean, but I think about, I know you're about to say is the fact is, it is that, and it, it has been that for a long time and you wanted to build something. I was very adamant about that. Cause at that time as well, I think a lot of people were putting
1: up more than one crew, two crews, two yeah, crews. Yeah. I remember there was TKS, DDS, yeah. uh, PBS. DCI, not no, DCI, it wasn't there yet. It was uh, what was it? PHM, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all these other Transport crews. Moves, like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I couldn't keep up. i was in one crew? And yeah. it was everyone putting up like three, four different crews. I was like, n- I was never about that. I was yeah. like, these are my boys. Whatever they do, they're doing it in my name. Whatever I do, I'm doing it in their yeah. name. You know what I mean? And I the, know that. Was and I would, I would, I'd have goes at people if they went over a certain person. Yeah. I'd be like, why did you do that? And yeah. that's like me going over them. You yeah. know what I mean? That's
0: my boy. You know, you yeah, can't yeah. do that. And you know, like a, you wanted like, that close knit thing, yeah. didn't you? And, yeah. and
1: and if someone beefed with zeal, yeah. I, w- I, if I saw that guy, I was it's kicking on. the shit out. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know what I mean? And um, uh, yeah, like it was like that. You know, that was a crew. That's what a crew yeah. meant for me. It wasn't about up because a lot of people let me into a bunch of crews. Yeah. And I said thanks, but
0: you know I might props it every now and again. But SDF is my yeah. crew. I've know? I've kind of felt the same in the late nineties. I didn't get actually into any other crews in those years. But mm. <laughs> no, there was yeah. there was a couple
1: there was a couple I really wanted to get into. But yeah. then eventually, when I did get into them, like uh, I was like, actually, now nah, yeah. I want to rep my crew. Yeah. You know, by that time, I was like, nah, fuck that. We're doing this, and it's working. Yeah. 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 I mean, VFL was one crew I always wanted to be. Yeah. in. You know, um, and technically, I've been put in it, but. I wouldn't put it up because it's it's not like I'm in it, you know? So I'm like that. Same with TKS, actually. Tube put me in TKS. Yeah. I've never put it up, though. Yeah, we did a mission once a few years ago. We're jumping forward now. You know, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Uh, It was me, Tube, Zombie, Frez, and me. We did a Christmas Day mission. I heard about this. Just down, uh, it was an easy mission. It was that bit, you know, the way the massive fume and Bosch. Yeah, yeah. Were. Paddington, yeah. Paddington, Royal yeah. Oak, yeah. So yeah. we went, and did that wall basically, and uh, and then Tube was like, "Yo," oh, he told See. me and Frez, "Stick up TKS," Boom. and we were like, "We were over the moon." We were like, "That's an honor," you yeah. know what I mean? It's such a sick crew, but I've never really,
0: I don't know. I just it felt fr- a way about putting it up. You yeah, know? and I think we're also respect, you know. Bosch put me in DDS. Yeah. it' Brilliant. I really appreciate you doing that because I've obviously loved that crew. Of course. No matter what, 100% for years, I can't hit up DDS. Mm. I'm not DDS. Yeah, same. It's exactly yeah, exactly why. Well, I, I can't think. be that guy. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? And, and also you think, like because I saw even... A couple of other people who got let into crews who put it up who yeah. got into beef with people because they're like, "Nah, yeah. you're not in exactly.
0: that crew." Because I you let me yeah, in. Yeah. It. No, nah, you can't. It doesn't would like be mad. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, mad yeah, beefs yeah. because of that, and I was like, yeah. "You know what? I don't." But want it to it know what, that. was, that's how it was, though, man. There was a lot of a lot of free names went out back then. Um, crews were taken over. You're right about people had three or four crews that were hitting up. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. and nowadays even, man, people put on loads of crews, but it's kind of it's changed. It's a different thing. I, you know, like. For Instance KC, I admire from South London, Chords. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, them yeah. Lot, I don't know them, but I just I, I admire the fact that they stuck with their crew and they've done a decade in now or something like that. Mm. They haven't put up any other crews, they just put up KC, yeah. And I, I love that, I love seeing that. And yeah, same way for RT when they were at their shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you yeah. SDF definitely did it, you know what I mean? You, you formed a family. We
1: had a moment where we'd done. Like, we, we never really ventured much out of West London. That's one regret as well that we had, yeah. But I literally was
0: about to say, yeah. it shows how well you did. Well, we have Because had you made much... a name in West London. You cannot go throughout West London history without mentioning SDF as part of it now. Uh, it happened. I'm you... happy to hear you say that. And I mean that, it's real. Because <laughs> it was a brief fleeting
1: moment and we were kind of under the wing of VFL and PFB to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we did our thing I think mainly down to Zelo man I gotta give him yeah. a salute and a props he got the most up out of all of us I think at one point there was one point in time where he was out with praise and Asia all the time oh, yeah, and yeah. just painting all the time and he got he's one of the writers I've seen go from being uh, alright to being fucking good yeah. at graph like literally it was like a four five month period of him just painting pretty Constantly. much every night yeah. and uh, and he just Fucking got the much better real quick, yeah. and um, yeah, Zelo. Uh, props to him as well. As another guy, you should get on here, but I doubt he'd do it, man. Like he's uh, he's 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 another guy who holds his cards close to his chest, yeah. but he's an interesting character for sure. Um, Big up to his achievements, man. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we we did our thing. I, we've been jumping up all over the place at yeah. the moment. But well, uh, look, we're
0: at say we're at. Um, Richmond College. Yeah, well, late nineties. Yeah, SDFs formed. Crews in. Yeah, you lot are out there. Yeah, weapon. What happens at the end of college?
1: Um. Okay. So, end of college, I go to Brighton Uni. Did you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I went to Brighton. That's what when I met with? you, man. When I when I think. Yeah. Maybe I, I met you before that, but
0: my memory, man, is terrible. I knew we met down there. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't. I don't know if it was London or down there, but I think it was down there. I think it was in Brighton. I moved Brighton to Brighton in two thousand. I opened a shop in o three. Mm. and i was selling paint out of my flat from oh one yeah that would have been around about the
1: same time i i I, I moved down there i remember the shop opening i remember going there many times Uh, obviously odyssey is a good friend of mine as well he worked there well he he
0: basically he realized every other friday the shop would be shut because i'd be going up to london to pick up my son okay he'd come to the shop and buy paint and chill out and teach me about he taught me about uk hip-hop actually Odyssey, and um that like fully taught me about it. After I'd been into it, but he really acknowledged me. And anyway, he just said to me one day, "He's like, look, you're not here on Fridays. Do you want me to open a shop for you?" And I'm like, hmm. sick, sick. And then we would work together for like he four was years.
1: He's still man. I we, we used to see him when I was like, because he's, he's a year or two older than yeah. Me. He's
0: a bit older than us, yeah.
1: <clears throat> and um, uh, I remember seeing like looking through his sketchbook once. Like, I'm talking like mid nineties because uh, we used to see his
0: Odyssey tag I think
1: he was writing Odyssey 2
0: Odyssey 2 you're yeah right. you remember that you're right I and he I, had the, I, the I, Roman numeral yeah two, because he was think. given the tag by yeah. someone called Odyssey aha uh-huh. he's actually got that person's subway art with the Odyssey tags in it. And then he was given Odyssey 2. So, yeah, you're right. He was yeah, right in that. I think I remember him telling me that, actually, a Sick. while ago. But but I remember me and Fres seeing that
1: Odyssey tag, Odyssey 2 tag, thinking it was ill. And then we got to meet him. And we, I think we saw him because he used to skate with a couple of friends of mine and who Han-Man were skaters. as well, wasn't Yeah, yeah and Hanwell. So, yeah, Fres lived in Hanwell. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was inspiring to see his characters and his Mate. book at that point as well. We were like, "Fucking hell!" Like, that guy. Like, oh, I mean, shit. come the fuck on, man. Yeah, no, he's a great the, guy. The,
0: the teachings are one thing. His skill—you yeah. basically just want to call him a bastard every time. That's it. You're just a fucking bastard. Just, it's, it's effortless for him, man,
1: and oh, and, and, uh, and and he has integrity as well. That's the other thing about about yeah. Odyssey, man. Like, uh, maybe to his uh, detriment, I don't know. Like, but he definitely stands by his morals. I think and we learned
0: we. we, we, we 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 change our levels and we figure yeah. out things, but the yeah. dude has got an ethos and a belief, which I, I think it's all built on amazing foundation. Yeah, and yeah, he's and he's humble and he's humble and, and, I, think, and I tell you what, his determination to overcome mm. is inspiring. Yeah, man. Like his, you can you can do this. You can tune in and do this. Is that shit? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. done.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he was definitely, out of the writers I met back in the day, he was the most like hospitable and like he'd always be cool and show us his sketchbook, you know what I mean? Maybe give you pointers or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Whereas a lot of other writers, they'd be like, give me your fucking paint. Yeah. Fuck yeah, off. I mean?
0: uh, yeah, those early years with him, man, were. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't actually know how it would have continued without him being at the shop those times. Oh, for real? Yeah, because wow. I then. When I got offered my second shop, when I got offered to my own shop, because at that time when he joined me, I was in the basement of this other clothes shop. Yeah. Six months in, I got told, "Look, you can have this whole shop." And he was like, "Coming in, I'll come with you." Wow. And so, yeah, wicked, amazing. That's it, yeah. What was his name? His mate. Um, what right? Ted. Oh. Ted. Do you know Ted the builder? I don't think his so. mate Ted came and built our counter. Built- oh, perfect. Oh my god, wicked! <laughs> Ted smashed it. I remember also he used
1: to like mod trainers there as well yeah think, he's the yeah, trainers
0: shop. hand-painted clothing yeah. his canvases were surreal like yeah. yeah i mean he everyone that was down there we all just stood behind him you yeah know what i mean just like this is the god right here he, he like, was dope yeah and, and and
1: those brighton days as well were, were 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 a lot of fun for me man they were great i love brighton Brighton's but like sick but i've always been a big city guy yeah yeah <laughs> and, so did uh, you just
0: do three years there I did two. You did two? Okay.
1: Yeah, two. I did HND
0: okay. in uh, multimedia,
1: like uh-huh. graphic design stuff. and um, So that was in Brighton then, wasn't that it? That was in yeah, Brighton yeah. University, yeah. not Sussex. It was yeah, in Brighton. Yeah, yeah. And I was living down on the on the big road uh, uh, that goes to Hove. What yep. The fuck was uh, it Church Street. Church, it. Church Street. No, it had another road. It had Church West th- Street. West Street. Yeah, West Great West Street Great or something. West, yeah, Great, Great Western Great, Road. Great Western Road, that West was it. Ones. And uh so I lived up there and uh and um actually a funny story, man. Uh up where we were living, we were living above the Nat West Bank. Yeah, yeah, there was a big Nat West, we lived above it. We used to climb onto the roof and, and have barbecues on the roof. Anyway, opposite the window from my living room was a rooftop.
0: Yeah.
1: That someone had dubbed I don't know who it was. And I was like, I'm doing that rooftop. So, boom, one night I climbed up, painted painted on the thing, did a nice amp dub, and I was like, yeah, I can see it every day out my window. I was like, boom. And then, like, a couple months later, acid. ATG went over it and uh, rest in peace much love and uh, and I was like who the fuck is this guy yeah so I, next day I went over it again yeah and I was like fuck that with a <laughs> shitty amber double because I was so pissed off and I was like I'll fix it up next time but I just gotta get over it taking this, this so, back yeah. and then like a week later he went back over it and then I went back over that Sick. and then we got into this beef over this uh, thing and then finally when I met him everything was good of it was all love
0: but, uh, you but realized I remember the passion.
1: that <laughs> I remember that amazing
0: I think, I think I know what you're on about I think I remember it was battle. up on the
1: if you're walking uh, Brighton's behind you and you're going towards Hove it's on the left hand side just after the Nat West there was a rooftop there and I eventually found out who lived there I know exactly what you're about yeah go on yeah. Yeah. no I eventually found out who lived there and I could just go up there and paint on my mm-hmm. on my on my own leisure after a while but Brighton was wicked but it was small man and uh, yeah. and uh, so I, so by the end of my two years there as much as I loved Brighton I had so many friends there and everything was cool I was always every weekend I was going back to London yeah. And then eventually I'd you know get back moved home. back home. Yeah. Um I always always come back to Brighton. I still yeah. got very good friends there and and I loved it. And um, but one thing about Brighton is like you know, like I was I tagged around Brighton, I didn't go crazy, mm-hmm. but I, I, caught, I caught a few tags around. It wasn't difficult to really get up around there. You've got a few spots yeah, and yeah. everyone knows you're there, exactly, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I got into a couple of beefs as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, stupid things, man. That, um, right, mate,
0: a Londoner in Brighton?
1: Yeah. Same. Well, this is, I mean, I, I don't even want to, like, Dig up old old shit, man. But I don't know. It might, it might be quite a funny story for you, yeah. for your, um, because because you're involved as well. And That's uh, That's It was a. Uh, oh man, I really don't want to dig up any any old like things because it's <laughs> Wait, stupid, it's man. All funny. It, yeah. <laughs> and, and to be honest, like we were in the wrong. You know, what I mean, I'll be the first to say that. But uh, so all my London boys came down to Brighton uh-huh. for the weekend. I was like, yeah, we'll get some paint. We'll we'll do a piece down in the marina. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Black Yeah.
1: So boom, we all turn up to the marina. Drunk, still drunk from the night before, you know what I mean. Whatever, and we turn up, and there's this massive mural done by you know Arrow and and all his boys, yeah. yeah? And Insa, the other Insa, yeah, yeah, the famous Insa. I remember this. Do you remember this now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> so stupid. And uh, and we were like, okay, we can't go over the big mural. But I was with my mate Insa, uh-huh. who's been writing Insa since yeah. early nineties, yeah. And he wasn't really writing that much at that point in the early two thousands but he was still there yeah. he was with all us yeah, with and boys. he was being braggadocio going who the fuck is this Insta yeah. guy I write Insta blah 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 and I was like yeah yeah well you know whatever and next to the mural was like a half finished Daz piece so I call you up and yeah. I was like yo Daz the a half finished here, I'm going to go over it. is that cool and you're yeah. like yeah of course no worries so boom me and Zeal painted there yeah and yeah? I turn around and I just see my mate insert just dogging the shit out of this wicked mural they'd done. It was such an ill mural. It was like yeah. a forest scene with, with all these naked bitches yeah. and it looks sick. Yeah, And I was like, what are you doing, man? And he was like, no, I can't look at this anymore. i got to go over it. And I'm like, bro, you're going back to London. I'm here. <laughs> i, I got to deal with this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see these people. And he was like, I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, for fuck's sakes, man. And I'd gone through the effort of calling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers or whatever, yeah. (laughs) And I knew that something was going to come out because he really, like, disrespected the piece, yeah. He took that. yeah and like over the incident, yeah, he didn't yeah. go over anything else I said like, but he was, I was like it doesn't matter I like, they all were involved they're yeah. all going to be pissed off yeah. I was like "You know, there was no logic in what he was doing yeah, it was pure it was, just, it was pure adrenaline it? Just. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was going on, but I can't like, I can't manhandle yeah, my mate no, you know what no, I'm saying no. so and so yeah Ara got pretty pissed off by yeah, he... <laughs> and rightfully so man Buses and, and also I know that there's a history as well of like London writers coming to Whoa. smaller towns yeah. being like all arrogant and fuck yeah. and everything mate, we're from London I, my first Attitude. dub in that
0: town I, I, Hot One my mate Hot One from Made of World already moved down there we've been going down in the late 90s to see him anyway I moved down in 2000 we walk up to the level yeah. Arrow's got a production there him and some other guy and it's a whole underwater scene Yeah. so me and Hot One go over it with a dub mm. take it out we mulch out the background yeah. and we done this Hot and it does Chromes I'm like you're yeah, sick fuck a Brighton guy I don't give a fuck yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> From London, a probably. few months later, I'm standing in some. I was working at a retail shop a couple of months later, and I've got this rare kind t shirt on that the airheads have done for me, Bunny from State of Art, had done for me in the oh, 90s. I'm and I'm wearing it, work selling these shoes in this retail shop. And then I'm standing there one day, and then I will just hear, Where kind is it? And I turn around and I had to look up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember a just big having to look up. And like, oh, fuck. and he's like, Yeah, I'm Arrow, and I'm like, All right. He's like, you fucking and he starts telling me about taking this painting out. And I, by then we'd already smashed the town and I'm like, I don't remember shit. Mm. But he was like, I'm sick of you fucking <laughs> London <laughs> yeah. fucking bastards. Yeah. I know there's a history of Mate, that. it happened so much to so many writers. It was
1: Yeah. Uh, but I remember even in London that whole that like, the whole bumpkin. Yeah, of course, you know? it was a big deal. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just like yeah, there was it was a massive thing.
0: Yeah. I was there yeah. for so long, some writers actually think I'm from there. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. hurt. When I came back, I remember Riga riggs saying to me yeah so when did you move to london and i'm yeah, like what yeah. do you mean I'm, I'm from he's like really i thought no yeah. i'm not a fucking bumpkin <laughs> i love Brighton, yeah, but exactly. i'm from london <laughs> yeah no no
1: was that was a big thing it was it a man, thing man. that was a huge thing fun even fun. if you were from q yeah. you were a bumpkin. I, was, or if you were from kingston you were a yeah, bumpkin yeah. you know what i mean it was like nah
0: you're not from this area yeah, yeah or whatever zone it's six was a, uh, literally zone one to four yeah yeah i mean that's what it was outside that Five and
1: six, like me really. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was crazy back then. But so I completely understand his thing, and uh, Arrow caught up with me as well. Obviously, yeah. I bumped into him, and he fucking, you know, he mm. gripped me by the lapels, yeah. and he
0: was like, "You fucking." And I, I tried to explain to him, but but he was, you, like... you can't. yeah. <laughs> yeah and the and deal. look, to be honest, the same way he, you know, he got me up. It's, it's like, oh, I get it. Mm. It's fine. Yeah, I understand. I get it. And but thankfully, I mean, didn't didn't amount to anything no. other than that. So whatever, it's all good. So man. you get back to London. Yeah, get back finished education then. now. So,
1: no, but before we leave Brighton, uh-huh. uh, with my emceeing aspect, I started concentrating on that a lot more. Sick. It's
0: a um, ex- healthy family scene exactly.
1: down there. Exactly. Yeah. I started seeing open mics every, pretty right. much every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? And meeting... and Because like, it's a lot smaller than yeah. London, people are a lot more open yeah. and to, to meeting people. And I guess you'd call it networking now. Yeah. But back then, it was just having a smoke. Slip Jam B
0: by Tom Hines yeah. was... I mean, and uh,
1: and also did you ever know uh, DJ Race? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah he was he was a good friend of mine man and um He's still doing his thing, man, in yep. Canterbury, man, him and Butterfingers, I think. That's where I
0: last saw him, actually.
1: Yeah? He was in Canterbury, yeah, yeah. 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 I went, actually, I, I hosted a night for him in Canterbury, Lewis Parker's return, because he's Sick. from Canterbury originally. Yeah, Italy, yeah, yeah. And he came back from New York. He lives in England now. Yeah. And he did a f- his first show back home Dang, in Canterbury. I didn't and I hosted know that. that night. Yeah, it was Sick. a great night. Uh, but that was that was DJ raced race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every time. And um, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, okay, in Brighton. So I met up with, I ended up meeting these two dudes uh through the tms lot uh-huh. these two guys dj kojak and spider yeah or the for spider yep. dan and benji mm-hmm. and um kojak was a scratch dj and a producer and uh, spider was a producer mm-hmm. hip-hop mm-hmm. you know and uh so i linked up with them through them they ended up doing i think the tms lot sent them a bunch of my acapellas yeah and they remixed a bunch of stuff that i'd done with the tms slot yeah um you know odd songs and whatnot we'd done
0: so were these the first uh, producers outside of tms that you got to work with yeah sick yeah and it was just hip-hop it was and this was like yeah they were both
1: hip-hop heads they loved the hip-hop they wanted to make hip-hop they loved it you know and and boom and uh and it was like you know the scratch element and the, the the producing and it was great you know um, so I really got got cool with them and he had a nice home studio so we started making tracks together with them and then we could have the live aspect of it because Kojak was a DJ Damn. so boom not only can we just write songs and create songs now we can perform, perform them it, yeah. in front of people and I always thought that was important to have a DJ yeah. and like cutting up while you're, while you're rapping like uh, that was always a big thing. I always loved Ugly Performance, Duckling, man. you yeah. know, with yeah. DJ Einstein and the way they did their songs where the DJ was part of the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? He either did the chorus or parts of the verse even they yeah. come in. I was always uh, interested in that aspect of it. And the live show was very important to me. So I would write songs for the live to perform it in front of people rather than uh, some songs, obviously I'd be introspective and, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd ca- I called it headphone music. Yeah. Where, right. you know, you want yeah, to listen yeah, to yeah. rewind and listen to what it said, but then also what I felt lacked, I think in UK hip hop at the time was the happy go lucky, have fun, you know, yeah come together, let's catch some jokes, party. drink, party kind of yeah. vibe, hip hop, you know. Yeah. So that's what we try and aim towards for our live show. What shows. did you call yourselves? We were called Infinite Potential yeah. in the end. It's a bit of a naff name now, thinking back, but I don't know. The did time, you bring
0: anything did you put anything out on vinyl? We
1: put two vinyls out. I've got them. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. It was a it was a Brighton based label yeah. that put us out. I in think you end. just
0: remembered the name I've got them.
1: Yeah. It was there was one record called I've only got one of them. I, I didn't think hide that was you, man. Yeah, Amber MC. It's on yeah, there. Yeah, uh, I'll put the MC after the Amber because yeah. I was already Amber, the yeah. writer, and MCing was kind of like my second thing. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't MC Amber, it was it's Amber, Amber MC. MC. Everyone would fuck it up. And I'd be like, no, it's Amber MC. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them ones. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so we started. Yeah, so, so we actually made a demo. We shipped it off to a bunch because they spied us particularly and benji they were much more organized than i was yeah. a lot better at cool. that side of things and so they they emailed uh, not emailed actual Post. mailed yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the cd out to a bunch yeah. of labels with an a4 sheet with details yeah. on it all that all that stuff and this is pretty much unbeknownst to me to be honest at the mm. time yeah like uh, I, i'm sure i knew about it but I, I, I don't know i didn't care i just wanted to perform yeah, or yeah, rap yeah. you know what i mean and um and all the labels we sent it to, none of them came back to us, but one label we didn't send it to was Catskills Records, which yeah. is a Brighton-based like house yeah, dance yeah, yeah. label. They hit up Spider and said, we want to release a record with you guys, man. And we were like, hell yeah, on vinyl? I was like, <laughs> fucking yes. And, uh, and if you actually listen to the vinyl as well the last segment of the vinyl the inside of the record the yeah. last bit are the scratches we used for our live show because we thought okay now because this is before Serato before any yeah, yeah, of that yeah. stuff yeah. we were like it's going to be on vinyl rather than having to pull out the record each time for each different song we were like let's line them all up and put them all nicely clever. at the end yeah Kojak was super yes. clever with that man and uh, we call him Kojak by the way because he has uh, what's it called Halopecia. Halopecia. yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's got a bollard so yeah. like Kojak you know what I mean and um, yeah so we got that we ended up putting that record out it was called as the record revolves was the name of the vinyl uh it had Disraeli on it he, he was in Disraeli. a band, yeah, in yeah, a band. Yeah. bad science he used to the wrap in my shop quite a
0: bit yeah he's still doing his thing yeah, man yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a bit more he's spoken word now spoken word like powerful words though man he's, he's a clever incredible. guy. he's incredible he man is.
1: I remember at the back in the day I, I remember seeing him perform thinking ah oh, it's you know it's a bit soft yeah i got you know? jarred by
0: it I won't lie a I little got jarred bit, by it. but
1: then I heard him freestyling yeah and I was like yo he's pretty skilled yeah. at freestyling and then I started then we did a song together because uh-huh. he knew spider and them lot and uh, and Kojak and so he was in the studio and we did a song together which ended up on that record uh, what was it called uh, was this record did was it blue no, the cover was red. Red. Had a red with a white sticker. It was it was generic the first record we'd released with them. Then we did a second E P yeah. called Open Up Your Mind. And uh, we could add artwork to that. So we did
0: artwork for it, but it was still in the red sleeve. Yeah. Wow. What a, for some reason, I'm thinking blue. I think I know what you, I know the piece you went yeah. about. Yeah.
1: You definitely had it in Redline yeah, Records. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing
0: it in the shop yeah. going,
1: fucking you know, hell. Yeah. I got my record out. You know what I mean? I was, uh, I was obviously super chuffed when we yeah. had our first piece of vinyl yeah. out. It Mate, fucking amazing. blew me away, man. And I ended up giving all mine away, so I don't have any copies oh, of joking. it. I found one. Yeah. in a record shop in Leicester yeah. yeah, I was in Leicester doing a job uh, working I, I obviously always make time to go to the local record shop and I found in the bargain bin my, my record <laughs> yes. for like two quid so I was like hell have yeah that. I was like thank god I got a copy of it Boom. I almost gave that away to someone <laughs> I'm glad I did nah, you gotta keep that shit. I got it man I, I'm still looking for the second one though I gotta find the second um, one. Somewhere.
0: I, I'm in Brighton next week I'll see if the shop's got it
1: man have a look yeah, man yeah. I'll buy it man yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was humongous. That was humongous for me, man. Having my, and, and like like I said, the scratches at the end is Amber MC. You know what I mean? Like so could people could cut it up and shit. Would crazy. that have
0: happened? Do you think if you stayed in London, uh, man? Because you know, I what I did in Brighton, I don't, I I, could, I know I couldn't have done it mm. in London. Yeah, and I think Brighton, if you see its potential, and you've, I think Brighton's an amazing place to go and do something because you've got the time and the space. Yeah. It's a brilliant place for that, man. Yeah. Did, and not to say you wouldn't. You're with TMS, did, did you're doing you your thing, you had your circle in London, yeah. and it would have led somewhere, obviously. Yeah. I just think it, the progression within that time, your two years, and before you've left, you've dropped a couple of vinyls, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got the right people behind you and all that type of shit. Brighton's amazing for it's, that. It's incredible. And, uh, and do you feel, having come from London to Brighton,
1: um, you know, having that London background in Brighton, uh i felt gave me a sense of like a little bit more confidence as well
0: it, maybe unrightfully so you know Mate, what i'm saying I'm, but it did I have to seriously it. It did. That's, like, you just that, yeah. I, I could state exactly the same word you just said mm. and i, I think and that's the other thing i think if i was from brighton i wouldn't mm. have done what i did maybe i mean i don't know i yeah. had to it's I, difficult to say i've got the i had this thing about me to be entrepreneurial and who I wanted to do something, and and I've been doing that from literally five, six, seven years old. I was racking for for people. That's yeah, what yeah. I was. I go and rack your crisps. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. I've got you covered. Yeah, yeah, I'd sell them to you. Yeah. Like I, it was always going to happen. I don't think not that my what I did was massive. I'm not talking about that. But I just Brighton really gave me the space, and it gave me the chance to have that bravado and bravery. Mm. London wouldn't have yeah. given me that space. Yeah, there's too many people in London to. Like, For me to stand up and be, I'm going to do it here, it would yeah, have been it was very, a, it hard. was a
1: lot more daunting in London. A lot man. More, like, man. I remember going to the to the night, actually, probably a bit later. No, no, I remember going to the underworld, you know, in Camden, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the hip hop nights yeah. there, and just, you know, you don't yeah. want to stick out so much. Whereas, yeah. I went
0: to an open mic in, in Brighton, yeah. and I'd be more like, yo, I, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I'm getting involved. And, and here. this you is, know what but I, mean, I think
0: also, you know what, the. What you had to offer in Brighton could be voiced a lot easier because there was a lot on offer in Brighton as well. Yeah. In London it's very close knit. Yeah. A lot of trust has to be involved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah there are groups of people. Like Kung Fu, what Leo and Charlie did Mm. absolutely amazing. And and the other nights that went on in London in those years. Absolutely amazing. Brighton just had this freedom. Yeah. That you And, that, and people what I, I love it for were that, more
1: man. open. Like I said at yeah. the beginning, man, when I went there, like you know, you'd go to these open mics, these things, and there'd be a cipher outside, and yeah. you'd be more welcomed in, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 um, than in London. And London was definitely a lot more. Yeah. You had to do a lot more work to get involved. A you lot know more I mean? work, here, man. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: everyone that's done it and not left and stayed here and got everything out of fucking hell, man, you, you're dons. Yeah, you're dons. Oh, for sure, man. So Brighton's a cheat code. Like a little it really bit, maybe, a yeah. bit of a cheat
1: code. It can, but I think it's specific it's, to Brighton, though. You can say this about most towns in. Oh in yeah, England? I think yeah. it
0: probably it could have been Bristol. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, Bristol. It, another it one. does start with who you are. You yeah. you were hip hop before you got to Brighton. You were going to achieve. You were achieving before you got to Brighton. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd done an awful lot of shit before I moved to Brighton. Yeah, it just happened to be p- perfect timing for me, and you know, it, I I needed that space to really get to the level I. Wanted to get to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, same for you. It's just you think, it, give, it gives you space. That's the main thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you think maybe, um, like we were talking about before with the bumpkin aspect, like, you know, when that whole thing was happening. And, and uh, like, because we were, we were blessed in London that we had everything first. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Everything came culture through London. Yeah, yeah and exactly. authentic culture on tap.
1: Exactly. And so when we did venture outside of London, we had that kind of air of... I don't want to
0: call it arrogance, but like that that air of like, I'm from London, I know. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) The word has to be arrogance because we're there at 20, 21 years old. Mm. Mm. We, we don't know how to actually no. emote in any different way. Exactly. We're exactly. coming from a culture that's about bravado. It's about yeah. like, look what I do. Exactly. I'm good at this. I'm great at this. I'm gonna get better at this. Yeah. And then you turn up in a town that's a bit quiet and chilled, yeah. and people are like, yeah, man, I rap, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck, I rap. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. Exactly. Like, I'm yeah. from London. From the yeah. fucking. So that city.
1: gives you already a bit of more authenticity. Yes. Because yes, you're from it does, London, yeah. it, although. I, it, in reality, it doesn't. And but it means like, nothing. Yeah, it, yeah, in, means as nothing,
0: a, yeah. As grown men, we know it means nothing. Yeah. But as young, testosterone fueled young yeah, guys, exactly. it fully really means everything. And you know what? I love to all those Brighton heads that let that shit happen. Because they weren't fools. It's not like they got trodden on and like, you lot are nothing. We're here from London. We're going to kill this no. shit. No. Their hearts are big enough to allow this shit to happen. Yeah. Their hearts were big enough to allow places like my shop to thrive. Exactly. I yeah. mean, big enough for people to open their sh- home studio and say, Amber, come in. let's do this for sure Uh, although they were from London Kojak and and, and Spider were from London as well they were just studying but they were at at Sussex Uni at the time but you you know what I mean though Brighton it it didn't get trodden on and it wasn't about I I think the reality is the place is just full of fucking come in and let's go if you want to do it you can do it here
1: and there was like even on the graph aspect a lot of shutters were getting painted Mm. You know, allowed to be painted a lot of murals being painted on all the walls like the houses would have different colours even if it wasn't graph it was just the house they wouldn't allow that pink, blue, yellow, green all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have to go through a lot of shit to do yeah. that in London. You know what yeah. I mean. Whereas in Brighton, it was a lot more open to it, which was which was a great feeling.
0: And and yeah, maybe it wouldn't have happened if I would stayed in I, London. I mean, God knows. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to take away your credit at all when I say that. I'm no, just no, talking I, about I, I you. Understand, understand about the route I'm completely because I, I it, the similarity for me is that I, I know for, I would not have done what I did. Yeah. If I stayed, if I didn't move to Brighton when I did, I wouldn't yeah. have done what I did. I wouldn't be sitting in this room now. Brighton really enabled that for me, man. i yeah. always love it for that.
1: I feel it, man. I, I, feel, I feel you, man. Always I feel love where you're coming it. from. And so that, that record coming out definitely sparked... Uh, more invigorated us more and we did even a little tour around england Sick. with the help of dj race Bam. uh jamie got involved yeah. uh, we did nottingham leicester like a bunch of uh cities we even went to france and we did a festival yeah. in france in in Brittany in in Rennes. Sick. so this big hip-hop festival there that was great that was a fun time it was supposed to be because because race was uh wordsmiths manager. that's right. Yes, I'm just. I was trying to think just then. How
0: did I get to meet through words? That's right. Words, yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, he was supposed to go to this thing in in this festival, but in the end he couldn't for some whatever reason. So I ended up going instead, and that was a great time as well. Big Graph Hip Hop Festival in this tiny little town in France. France is next level with it. Oh yeah, but France is next level. France 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 is next next level. level. They had some incredible artists, and they let me do some painting, and I MC'd, and they had a scratch DJs, break dancers the the whole shebang. Man, it was it was incredible. That was an incredible weekend. Come
0: hip hop scene came differently over in France didn't it but yeah there's a lot more of that four elements feeling
1: yeah I mean I think it's mainly due I mean obviously there's a lot of aspects involved the language and everything mm. like that but but uh, by law in France, the radio, the TV, everything they have to have a minimum. I think yeah, it's seventy percent French-made yeah. product. Yeah. So the radio, if they have a hip hop radio show, you have to by law play seventy percent hip hop yeah. uh, French hip hop yeah, exactly. and thirty percent American yeah. UK and that, whatever.
0: That forms the scene. It helps like, the scene, yeah, it man. Hundred really percent. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's the, they should have that everywhere. Yeah. I Big think, up Westwood,
0: but those fifteen minutes yeah. in the nineties weren't cutting it. No. Do you know what I mean? It Not didn't really. It was brilliant, and if we if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have anything. But no. still.
1: Praise due to Westwood man for sure I loved that show as much as everyone else did man but yeah I mean and at the time maybe I wasn't even thinking about it I wasn't either but I think it was KRS-One who got on there there's a KRS-One episode I don't know if you heard it okay I remember hearing it live but then I remember hearing a recording of it as well not too long ago Keras One calls him out on that exact Does same he, yeah. subject and just proper lays into Westwood. Westwood is like speechless, buddy, and he's like, uh, 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 uh. yeah, and like he's <laughs> proper lays like you should teacher. support your UK shit. You should support this. The
0: teacher. Yeah, that, that was hilarious that episode. But <laughs> but again, props to Westwood. Yeah, of course. I, you know, of course, shit, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But you that that French the way they, they feed their own culture with yeah, that, those types I of laws that vital, helped and that's man. what made it stand on its own.
1: I think and more so nowadays, man, we we we've always had that tie with america mm. in particular and the american culture which is which is great and i've embraced it i mm. fucking love it you yeah, know same. um but i see more and more and, and to be honest i don't want to put a, a, a bad note on this but since 9-11 mm. since this other relationship we've built with with america i see more and more influence coming from america and i really hope we don't turn into another America man and now with Brexit I don't know like you know maybe even more so our ties with America are going to be even closer <sighs> um, and,
0: yeah, yeah. I can no. see
1: it happening man I see it happening well, more, well that's more, all more, to more, do with more.
0: business and money isn't it and business
1: money it, and culture man and yeah culture. well
0: but the thing is is that business and money seeps into culture which then infiltrates yeah. society yeah. and that yeah I think you're right let's not, let's not let's hope we're not prophesizing here but, but I'm seeing the, the I'm Brexit seeing thing, happen. Is that, you know, there's a lot of Brexit supporters that love Trump. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because they love the it's nationalism all, of it. I is. think it's all linked. I mean, my dad yeah. is a,
1: um, as I briefly mentioned, he's a journalist. He's um, uh, specifically a political journalist uh, specializing in the Middle East. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so but anyway, he, his knowledge yeah. on, on world, world politics. politics and stuff yeah.
0: and is incredible.
1: And yeah, yeah, he schools me on a lot of stuff, man.
0: Does he think there's a big,
1: yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely he sees that. Um, but he's he calls himself a realist, okay. You know? Um, he used to be a lot more militant in his uh in his thinking, but definitely in his old age, he's uh, uh subdued a lot more. And and he calls himself a realist, yeah. Like, I'm I'm sitting like I always try nowadays at least once a week, I sit with my dad at least a, an hour, maybe two hours just to chat and just get just. Just to hear him speak that about stuff. That sounds lovely, man. It's incredible. And I want to start recording it, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. I recorded one uh, sit-down session when we were talking about the origins of the whole Palestine-Israel wow. situation. Uh, this was when Israel started bombing the shit out of Gaza mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Um, just about the origins, how that whole fuckery started. And start he told is. you the story. And, and he broke it down. It? Wow. Like my dad, he knows the whole thing. And the, and the good thing about my dad, he's... Uh, obviously, he's pro-Palestine, but he's like he's very realistic about things and and he can he's very empathetic as well for for other people's plights and he understands things and and Um, whereas he might have been a bit more militant in his thinking of changing stuff because he knows the world's fucked. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he would never say that. No, they wouldn't (laughs) be his uh, words, but yeah. No, but like... um, The sentiments there. Like, you know, things need changing, you know what I mean? But like how to change it, his methods in his head has changed, whereas before he was a lot more like, you know, out in the streets and doing all sorts of madness. And uh, now he's like, no, become part of the system and change it from within. You know, he's very part of that where I'm like, no, we should revolution, Mm. you know, we should, you know, (laughs) fucking kick the doors down and do this. And he's like, no, but you're not going to change anything like that. You're going to, you know, like, cause
0: disturbance, but not much more. Yeah. Yeah. he's, He's coming with some ulterior Maybe.
1: Yeah, but like I, we, 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 we bump heads on certain aspects, uh-huh. but but uh, uh, when it comes to history of stuff and 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 fascinating, uh, yeah, and his knowledge. I, I, I'm the first person to say I'm not a specialist in this uh-huh. subject. You know what I mean? I have my views and my yeah. ideas. Um, but yeah, my dad, like, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's had a life, man. Sounds he's it. another guy you should get on here, mate. I'd
0: love to chat to him.
1: He was a he was a hostage in the 1980 Iranian embassy scene. Shut up! Do you remember the Iranian yeah, embassy? Yeah, in
0: London, Hyde Park.
1: Hyde Park in the in Iranian embassy. He was in there for five days. He was the only non-Iranian who spoke fluent Arabic and fluent English. So, what? so he the terrorists were directly. This is my mum was pregnant with me at the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So the terrorists had all the Iranians in one room and my dad, a British BBC presenter and a policeman in the other room because they were non-Iranians. My dad was Syrian. Um, So they weren't completely directly un- obviously they were under threat they yeah, were in yeah, a fucking yeah. hostage but situation not but Look. they were threatening the iranians yeah. so my dad was the only guy who spoke fluent english and arabic who was non-iranian so he was on the phone with margaret thatcher with a gun to his head oh trying my to negotiate God. The shit he was they call him the unsung hero of the whole thing because yeah. he was trying to get them out of it he was the only guy Jesus. that they kind of I hate to use the word but befriended yeah. to a certain extent to like because they were all 20 years old 19 year yeah. old kids just been brainwashed by Saddam Hussein and his yeah. dudes and they'd gone in to do this horrific thing they ended up killing a dude well a couple dudes yeah. and then the SAS came in killed all of them come through
0: the windows and shit didn't they is that famous yeah photo? the
1: famous scene yeah, yeah. and and uh, interesting story my dad has basically written a book about it and Channel 4 approached him to make a movie about it, because every movie and TV show that they've done about the Iranian embassy is obviously focused on the SAS part of yeah it. but there's a whole backstory he's interesting, inside interesting yeah. cool fucking aspect of this that would talk, make us sick talk about it, yeah. yeah man and uh, uh, it's not been released yet okay. but, but he, he's been in talks with Channel 4 That's about amazing. making a movie the guy who made um, what movie fucking oh, director. Man, I can't experience. remember his name but that's, incre- that's only one of the things uh, my dad's yeah. been through. My dad's been through so I mean, to be shit.
0: in that position, you know he's been through some other shit, yo, you know? <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, man. It, that it's isn't incredible. just like from the sofa to a gun in your head. There's like a million and one stories in yes. between there.
1: And that kind of plays into to, to my childhood. I could never play with guns. Right. Toy guns were no in my house. You. Films about shooting and violence. No. As a kid, my dad was super, like, he be mad if he caught anything like that so I'd see it all at Fresa's house yeah (laughs) so what did he think about hip-hop um did he get it I don't um they never they let you be with it. yeah I don't think I don't remember them saying no you can't listen to this I remember my dad I remember doing it we did a trip around Europe Mm -hmm. in 93 a family trip we drove around Europe and I remember buying the 1993 album by Naughty by Nature yeah, on CD, sick. and we were listening to it in the car. And I remember, I don't remember my dad saying a word. No, I mean, I guess it wasn't so gangsterish. I don't think he could even understand and what that's it. And maybe that's the other part. But he wasn't
0: having you watch any
1: shit like that. Just, I remember him finding Predator 2 yeah. on VHS in my room, and he. He just blew his lid, right. man, and uh, and he and he said, I'd "I remember," he said, "I'd rather find a porno than this shit <laughs> like that." Yeah, and I remember him getting mad about it. And aliens, he hated alien yeah. movies. Well, I mean, look, you know, come. And I'll, t- structure- I'll tell you why he hated alien movies. Because one of the first things he did when he came to this country, he went to the cinema and he watched Alien, the first Alien movie. Yeah. And you know the chest bursting scene. Yeah. My dad. Threw up in the in the oh, in shit. the cinema, yeah. Whiteyed out and left the cinema, and it, he was traumatized from that by that scene. Of, I don't want to see and anything to do with this. I tried to get my dad to watch movies oh, nowadays because he's a man of the world. Like yeah, for yeah. example, when Avatar first came okay. out, yeah, I was like, Dad, you gotta watch this movie. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? It's like you know, it's yeah. changing the way cinemas made blah blah blah. And he was like, Nah, it's got aliens. <laughs> so like, Nah, I can't watch. <laughs> he
0: knows it. what he's yeah, I'm like, dad, come on is man. That no- Fine. No one bursts out of anyone's chest. I've been chest. through this. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I don't want to go any Star further. Star Wars, none of that. I
1: never got into it as a kid because wow, I couldn't watch okay, it. Yeah. I had a couple of the figures. Yeah, I remember yeah, as yeah, a kid, yeah. I had like Han Solo. I think I had a one of the spaceships, but I couldn't watch the movies, man. <laughs> I didn't watch it until I was later on. Yeah, my dad's been through so much. He'd probably be up for coming on here. I don't mate, know if. I, he, I mean, he's lived here. It'd
0: be a fucking amazing privilege, and if he'd be up for me asking questions and always, mate, he, I would love to. He,
1: he's now. he's still. He still appears on TV every now and again. He's on Dateline London on BBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, and he uh, obviously appears on a whole bunch of talking Arabic about world politics yeah. and uh, Arabic politics. Yeah, so. like it, usually on these talk, like these talk shows, this like uh that they're talking about the incidences of that week. Okay, yeah, and obviously yeah. the Middle East is always a big story, so Constantly. he's always gets called in a lot of. Uh, and he writes for two articles for two different publications. I can't even think off the top Done. of my head now, but yeah, he's still doing this thing. But he's still you know he, he's getting on, but but he'd love to. Uh, I'm sure he'd be bang up for it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean. Let's keep that conversation we'll going, man, because yeah. that would be an absolute privilege. Yeah, we'll absolute see. Because
1: he, he, like, obviously came up in Syria, but he's lived in England, London, more than he has yeah, in, yeah. in Syria. He considers himself English. He's got, obviously, British passport. Yeah, yeah. He owns how property here and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, he considers himself a Londoner.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's bad. Right? I've got, like, my mum's Irish. My dad is Egyptian. I don't know my dad, though. Yeah. I'm just wondering about that. Um, growing up a Londoner, it's, it, but knowing your parents aren't from here, mm. that's quite a weird oh, it's thing huge. to kind of get your head around, isn't it? Huge. Especially when you. It, it doesn't mean a thing as a kid, as such. It's just when you start growing up and meeting your mate's parents and their English or. Mm. Uh, oh, going.
1: Starting to. Like, when you start making friends and start going to their houses and yeah. seeing the differences. Like, because my yeah. parents are very Arabic. Yeah. My dad. Is, has accustomed more to English life, uh-huh. and same with my mom. She, of course, she has, yeah. but she still has most of her friends are Arabic. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, she still speaks to me in Arabic. Yeah. She cooks Arabic food. Blah 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 blah. Mm. Um, um, but but yeah, it's incredible. I remember a funny thing. because this this involves into the hip hop thing. I remember Frezza's wife. He's he's married a uh, beautiful uh, lady. Mauve is her Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. She she's she makes jewelry and stuff. Uh, I remember her saying to us like, "What what connected you guys when you were kids? What connected you to these New York ghetto kids? Yeah, why like you know why did you associate yeah. yourselves with these people f- so far away? You yeah. know what I mean? And and and." I remember thinking about it and then and coming to the conclusion that I related more with those ghetto kids in the Bronx than I did with a lot of people here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. English people. Yeah.
0: You know what I Even, 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 uh, right. So you went to Latimer, but the, the understanding that you had, which comes from, probably from your parents mm. and their, your understanding of their life, you, you know what I mean, it just. Yeah. And they valued being in London. And in England, they valued yes. it a yes. lot, and That's they passed blimey, that on to That must to have me. been
1: crazy as yeah. well. Amount of from crazy. their backgrounds, like my dad's dad was a greengrocer and they built their own house like shit. out of clay and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know, they're coming from that yeah. into yeah. to London. You know, bricks to make and mortar,
0: them. buses, trains, everything. You know? yeah. yeah,
1: and they and like uh, yeah, it's like a big deal for them. You know, to make a life here and and to do mm. to achieve what they've achieved. So you know? you're right
0: about the association is easy, man, because yeah. you can. It is a lot more understandable when you yeah. l- when you look at the hip hop culture and you come from a certain background or your heritage a certain way. There is you can pull things from it and, for sure, and understand, uh, which ends up actually helps you have your voice and understanding of life. For sure, it, that's the point of the interaction with culture because yeah, you see something familiar and it helps you understand what the familiar familiar for me is. I mean to be honest though as well, like for me,
1: um, I, I've been blessed that I've travelled a lot. Wicked. and i've lived abroad as well uh several places and uh, okay and when people ask me where i'm from I, I very rarely say i'm english or i'm from england i say i'm from london yeah it's to me it's two different yeah. completely different things yeah. um not that i'm trying to separate it i'm no, not trying to separate it but to me from what i've noticed growing up once i leave london because you feel foreign yeah like people don't look at me oh he's english yeah they yeah,
0: don't yeah. no 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 no. you know
1: and, and i know they don't yeah you know what I'm and that's fine <laughs> and that's cool with yeah, me yeah, as well. Yeah, that's yeah. fine but like um like you know yeah but i notice it mm. you know what i'm saying mm. and so for me to it's like being in a crew like i can't say yeah i'm in tks now yeah. but like, i don't feel fully yes exactly in it, so yes, i can't be exactly putting that same. up you You're know what right. i mean yeah 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 so it's a similar sort of feeling yeah. um so i always say but london yeah. I'm a fucking Fully Londoner. Home. Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I own London. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. how I feel, roots you know? Yeah. yeah. Like ridiculous. I can go any four corners of yeah. London, no, every I'll know part. people yeah. and I'll know people there exactly. I can call on if yeah. I needed to and like you know what I mean? Not that I've discovered every bit of London, no, that, that is
0: the, it's just the roots of yeah, it though. Yeah.
1: Like completely so I, I a lot of t- like you know, I always say I'm from London. Oh. I don't say I'm English. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, you know what as well, yeah, like when uh, we'll come to this when I lived in Brazil. Yeah. Um I felt that people related to me more when I told them I was Syrian. When people asked me where I was from, if I said I'm Syrian, they'd be more like, oh, you understand us more than if I said, oh, I'm English. If you're English or a Londoner
0: yeah. in Brazil, yeah. yeah, all right, mate.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like, oh, okay, Western, isn't gringo, it? Torres, yeah, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They have those, you know, yes. first images, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But like... Uh,
0: Syrian, you were more of one of them.
1: Syrian, they'd be like, oh, you understand. Yeah, oh, you're part oh, of applied. the world. You yeah, get yeah, it. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? You are also under, you know, you know, corrupt government. Yeah. You know what I mean? They under, Even though I don't consider myself Syrian, I love Syria. I've yeah. been there many, many times. I used to go, my, my parents used to take us every year. Uh-huh. We used to go for at least a month to Syria, to Damascus, where my mum's from, the capital... Uh, and then we'd go to Latakia which is on the coast where my dad's sick. family are from which is the poor family my yeah. mum's from a rich family nice. and so like I so- see both, both sides and uh, yeah it was incredible hey, mate, times and it's such a beautiful yeah. place and it makes me so sad to see what's happening there at the well, moment because mm. it's, it's absolutely that's yeah, another
0: podcast more you know? world fucking bullshit is what that <laughs> oh, is oh
1: man and and <coughs> it just it makes me so sad because I know the place I've been yeah. there and I've seen it and to hear about it, it's just oh, it just rips me up man it's messed up. I chat to my cousins out there still. They, they they fill me in every now and again on what's going on. A couple, a few of my cousins have fled Syria shit. on boats yeah. to Greece. You know all the shit Fuck. we were seeing? Yeah, 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 the, yeah. My, a couple of my cousins did that. And it. one of my cousins, Dima, she lives in Germany now. She was educated in America. She was married to an American She lived there for like, you know, I don't know, almost 10 years. Yeah. Like, you know, she flew in English. Then she got divorced. It was a bit messy or something. And then so she moved back to... To Syria. to Syria and then it all kicked off in Syria and she couldn't leave and she oh, was like shit. screwed you know what I mean and so she ended up getting on a fucking rubber dinghy what twice she tried to get over turned back both times and then she paid extra to get on a bigger boat and they actually made it over to to uh, Greece yeah, I think Lesbos. Yeah, literally one of those ones my cousin came over. Two of my cousins came over like that, man. It's nuts to you think know, about. Oh, it's We're nuts. talking and about
0: it, like this isn't fucking seventeen eighty two and your this ancestors. Is the other day, this man. This is this is literally fucking, last week. It's not even funny, but it's two thousand and fucking eighteen. Yeah. Whilst we're being preoccupied about iPhones and our yeah. fucking... No,
1: but do you remember now when that whole God, thing was damn. happening here? Like, you know, when, it was during the whole Brexit thing and yeah. like, you know, the fear-mongering <clears> for yeah, these yeah, migrants all and all, all this. Shit. And I'm like, that's my cousin you're talking yeah, about. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this I know is, my cousin's yeah. educated, I'm a Londoner and you're talking English? about my cousin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, so it was... But I, but anyway, I, 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 you know, I know it's a minority still of people that, that actually feed into this fear. I mean, people get scared... Yeah. I'm talking about migrants, you know, how yeah, they yeah, scare yeah, people yeah. about these immigrants coming yeah. over. Oh, they're going to, whatever, I don't know, rape yeah. your wife or something, or take your job or whatever. I don't know what people are scared of, but, you know, I don't know.
0: I, I still have faith in humanity, man. Even after all this shit, Listen, I still have faith yeah. I don't think the world would be here if love didn't always conquer. Yeah. If that saying wasn't true, I you don't think what, the world though? would be here, man.
1: But fear is a lot stronger. I I, I feel... I mean, I've had discussions with this with a couple of people, but fear is stronger stronger, than love, man. Yeah. I
0: think. It is, but you know what? Fear hasn't got longevity. Yeah. Whereas love has. Yeah. So that's... And basically, basically, can cure fear. Yeah, you, we you, sound like proper hippies now, but I yeah. don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Basically, right? I, I say to my friends sometimes and my people, whatever, listen, never go for the fucking. It, it, everything's about the long money. Mm. Like, long play everything. Mm. Because if you can be consistent and stick at something and love it enough to make sure it does its thing for you, you will be fine. A, any, yeah. Anything you yeah. do. Any quick hit, yeah, you can make quick that. money. And I feel exactly the same thing about love and fear. Yeah. Like, I, fear is. Anxiety for me is a literally is mind-boggling for me sometimes yeah. i get be debilitating i, I, I yeah. i'm an anxious person and i, I you know i i've got to get help for that but and fear is part of that but i've I fully know now like yeah love always conquers man yeah he's a big fucker there's but
1: bill hicks you heard of bill Hicks, yeah, 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 stand-up yeah.
0: comedian I, I i was
1: obsessed with him from Amazing, when he had right? a whole routine about love and fear and he's like love Uh, no he's like fear is like buy more guns put locks on your doors this and that and he goes love is like you know we're all one just think of it like that and he goes that's it'll be the end of the war you know what I mean end of all this shit and I think he goes obviously he says it a lot better than (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ripping it up but it's basically the end of all his things he'd say okay America spends billions on weapons every year for defence Yeah. and uh, if we spent that one year just spend that to feed and clothe the rest of the world then we wouldn't need the weapons. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then we can explore out of space. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, that, that's a whole other thing. Check out Bill Hicks; he's incredible.
0: He is done. <laughs> Check him on YouTube. Let, let, let's let's not go too far. Yeah. So we're, where are we well, now? We're um, after Brighton. Yeah, you know? you're back in London.
1: Yeah, back in London, and, and Spider and Kojak back in London as oh, well. Sick. Okay. Um, we're still making music. We ended up we ended up releasing our second thing with um. Cat Skills records so yeah so then we're so we're back in London we released the second record with uh, Cat Skills. We're, we're like doing gigs around London we, we get even uh, eventually we get a live band together fun. and because uh, yeah through mutual friends we all had you know someone new yeah. guitarist someone new a drummer blah 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 and we ended up doing a couple of live shows as well um, which was which was a lot of fun for me man um, that was and with Disraeli as well we did Sick. a few things and then I kind of put a spanner in the works. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Because I ended up getting a job offer in uh, Dubai, well, in Abu Dhabi, the next right. town next to Dubai, the capital of the UAE. Yeah. Uh, through my cousin doing a graphic design job there for a, a, an Egyptian television company Sick. called Pyramedia. hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, actually it's quite quite funny because the, the woman who owned that TV production company was basically the Arabic equivalent of Oprah Winfrey whoa so her name was Nashwa yeah uh-huh. uh, she had a TV talk show she had magazines she had a, you know she was the fourth richest woman in the Middle right. East you know what I mean so she was a very powerful yeah. female figure in, in the Middle East and, uh, and she wanted everything that Oprah Winfrey had. I remember the first day arrived she had an Oprah Winfrey magazine the website she was like I want this I want all this So there was me and like two other uh, graphic designers we designed the whole thing and uh, but and also Frez was living in Dubai at the okay. time he'd moved to Dubai yeah he's been there now for over 10 years he's wow. been in Dubai he's an editor for a TV show now he works uh, for a different place. And uh, for his sister, actually, his sister, his sister is one of the most famous people in the Middle East as well. Frez's sister. Anyway, I don't want to go into all that. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll talk about that when you get him on here. Yeah. Um. So I was good. I was there. Frez was there. So I was bomb. wicked. Yeah. And my dad was actually. So there you took the job the and left the band. I left everything. I kind of dropped everything. I should mention before I went to to Abu Dhabi, I went to Brazil for like a month uh-huh. to see my sister. My sister had been living in Brazil. Right. She'd been there for like two years. And uh, I went to visit her on holiday. Uh-huh. Anyway, then I came back and I went to. I ended up getting this job. So I kind of... To be
0: honest, I put Kojak and Spider kind of left them in the lurch. To was, be um, was that because you were thinking... Obviously, it's an opportunity. But are you thinking, I oh, I now need to get on with r- real life? Are you, tr- are you kind of tricking yourself? I don't mean to say tricking yourself, literally. I just... You know that it's definitely it's definitely that, there was
1: a, uh, yeah there was a point where I was like yeah I got to do something I've got to you make some money I mean? yeah because at the adult. time I'm, I think after uni I was just working in shops yeah. and doing you know the odd jobs yeah. here and there not much I'm, I'm a lazy motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> um, so the minimum bare minimum yeah. I would do yeah and uh, and anyway so now I got this job through my cousin I'm like oh, man I can't turn it down you know and it was good decent money so I kind of just upped and left them you know literally like kind of like that man and uh they didn't you know they, i'm still cool with them yeah. you know we're all good still uh but i'm sure it was like they were like kind of like the oh, time it must have hurt yeah <laughs> yeah it yeah. must have been but i was like i'm off yeah and um but they understood it was all love and uh and they understood because they had jobs and yeah you yeah, know yeah, they, yeah. they had their thing going already so you know they understood and uh but i fucking hated it there man did you how long, long you there it. i was there in total about I don't know, eight months wow yeah um and the only redeeming thing was frez was there my boy you How? know, and he'd been there for a while now, uh-huh. so he knew the place well but he was in dubai which is an hour, it's is about that? an hour it's the same distance london brighton okay cool. so not super far yeah about an but hour still, you've but still you got it you can't yeah but i can't be there like every night yeah you know exactly. what i mean or whatever so i'd go on the weekends i was in dubai yeah. and the rest of the week i'd be in abu dhabi working and uh but just that place in general that country in general um there's cool things involved i I always i always explained it like uh it'll be cool for a week holiday 10 days max you have the best time yeah Yeah. guaranteed sunshine seven star hotels clubs and all that it's great and it's very like you know relaxed compared to a lot of muslim countries Uh um but still there's a lot of fucking laws and backward laws there, you know what I mean? You can get yourself in a lot of trouble in something that you normally do here on, yeah. on a you know, like it's nothing. And um it just like yeah and started getting to me, man. So like uh I I, I always explained it like this the UAE is like the spoiled rich toddler looking up at his older brothers New York and London. Right. Yeah, and going, Oh look what they got. I want that. I want that I want that I want that. and they get it. Cause they got all the money in the fucking world. Yeah? yeah. So they'll get everything that New York and London has, but they get it and they look at it and they're like, ah, oh, okay. And you're there going, all right, there's no heart behind there's it. No depth there's no to soul. It. Yeah. It's all just, they want the tallest building. I want the widest this, and yeah. I want the deepest that. And, the, and it's like, okay, why? You know what yeah. I mean? Like they just want to do it to do it, just to show that they can do it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, great. It's a weird thing, this
0: fucking <laughs> globalization, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I, it's insane, man. And, uh, and like yeah, obviously I don't want to go into the whole history of the country, but but obviously there's there's the aspect of like there's a lot of racism there, man. Yeah, yeah. Like openly racist against yeah, yeah. Filipino and and uh, Pakistani people. Yeah. They were all they're not considered like fucking humans no. out there, man. It's crazy. With seeing that you know live, I'll tell you a story when i was out there i was working the offices i was working in were in the cultural foundation building yeah uh-huh. which is basically a museum of the history of the uae right. yeah this building and it's literally the history it's like it's like 50 years old man if that yeah of the united of, of, of abu dhabi not of yeah. the uae and uh it's literally it was all sand yeah 50 years 60 or maybe a bit more now but yeah 50 yeah. 60 70 years ago it was sand and then they found oil the british tried to teeth the oil, it Egypt got involved. Said nah, you can't claim it. Gave it to the Bedouin tribes that yeah. were living there, and they have got became multi-trillion Overland. gazillionaires overnight. And luckily, one of them had the forethought to go, okay, uh, Sheikh Nahyan something or other. I can't remember his name. Uh, he said, I'm building this city, and you know he had. A, and so they started building Abu Dhabi. Then they started building Dubai for tourism, blah blah, because they knew the oil's not going to run out eventually. Yeah. So they were trying to build somewhere for tourism, blah blah blah. So that's why they're going biggest, boldest, you know, to attract right, attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so they had all this in, in this museum and I was just used to laugh at it all the day because it was like, there's no history real. A lot of shit happened there in history. Over time, yeah, 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 but there's nothing yeah, yeah. to show for it because yeah, it was yeah. all desert. You yeah. know? I mean, there was nothing, there was like footprints in the sand and yeah, then yeah. it was gone, yeah. you know? And um, uh, anyway, that's a bye to bye. But to and from work, um, there was this rooftop I had an eye on yeah. Yeah, and it's like all the buildings are pristine buildings out there and I felt I didn't really do much graph out there because yeah. I was like, I you know Doesn't work it's here. too clean yeah. Frez was doing his thing Yeah, in Dubai he was man that's the thing about Frez man he was one of the first writers in Beirut in Lebanon See. to batter it uh, he battered Beirut, and he started a whole. He triggered a whole scene Fuck. in Beirut, and he's considered the godfather of yeah. graffiti in Beirut. Not many people know that. No, and again, a... he's a humble dude. He doesn't. He doesn't claim these things, yeah. And a lot of books now, because Beirut is like a hub of art now. Yeah, it's a lot Street of art, art comes art out and of there, everything. man. Yeah. and they have kind of like not written him out of the history, but a lot of the publications that they come out they of Lebanon, the they don't really put, they don't mention Fres. Yeah, but yeah. he was in mid nineties going Sparked. to Beirut. Yeah. And battering it. Like, I remember his mom calling my mom in London, yeah, going, George, uh, uh, Frez has gone crazy. <laughs> He's gone nuts. He's tagging everything. I don't know how to stop him. You know what I mean? And my mom was like, fucking hell, She's uh, uh Frez has gone nuts <laughs> out there. And, but, but shout out Fat Two and a couple other writers out there at the moment, Epps and a couple people, they're, they're doing their thing wow. out in, in Beirut and they know Fres, they know us. I've been there a couple times and, and painted. I'd recommend it as a painting holiday. Yeah. Uh, it's cheap. It's cool. Hit me up. I'll hook you up with some people Sick. out there. And you can pretty much paint where you feel. Um, as long as it's not religious or yeah, sexual yeah. in nature, yeah. you can paint anywhere.
0: Have they got a shop there? A graph shop now? Or? Uh,
1: now they do. Sick. They have one dude selling paint. Yeah. I think maybe there might be two people now. Um, but but this is all in the last yeah. like five, six, Amazing. ten years. This yeah. all happened. And um, yeah, Back, back to your rooftop. But yeah, so I clocked this rooftop in in Abu Dhabi and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this rooftop. I managed to get hold of some paint somewhere from some car shop or something. And so one day home from work, I thought, okay, let me go check it out. So I walk into the building and boom, the smell of like BO and like, uh just this dank smell of su- uh, the nasty smell hit me i was like fuck you know i thought it'd be this? a nice building yeah because yeah? yeah. it looked nice from the outside come in and it's just this stinky thing i try and work the elevators one of those like gated yep. elevators that you oh, cross and it was cool. broken yeah yeah and i was like fuck this so i started climbing the steps this is a tall building yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as i'm going around these steps i noticed that this is Where the Pakistani workers who are building all the buildings, they they put them up in these houses, in these places, and each room no bigger than this room, yeah, with like I saw them uh, with mattresses lined up against the walls and people hanging, yeah, they put them down like twenty people to a room and people cooking on stoves and no, I didn't see any toilets. I don't know what the hell, like you know what I mean? Like like it was just it was it was horrific, man. And I was remember walking through this building going, fucking hell, these dudes like. What the fuck? I don't know what the hell, man. Yeah. Anyway, I get to the top and um and usually at the top of these buildings is where the janitor of the building lives. He ah. usually lives at the top of the building. Like they they have the roof and they have a little hut on the roof okay. and it's usually where the dude lives. So I thought I'd go there and this is where I wanted to paint it on this dude's hut, yeah. Thing, yeah? And I thought, if I go chat to him, if I, speaking in English, yeah. that's another thing. In, in in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, I didn't say I was Syrian; I said I was English, and you get treated a lot better if, wow. you, if you say you're English. Yeah, um, um, yeah. If I go through the hierarchy in 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 the UAE, and this is all from ten years ago, by the way, okay, or over ten years, well, well over ten years ago. That's when I was there, so yeah. it's changed obviously. Yeah. I went earlier this year in February; I was there, so it's changed a lot. But still, these things still, I'm sure, are still happening. Okay. And uh, anyway, I chatted to the guy, and and he was he, he was just he didn't speak much English, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm painting here, yeah. And he was <laughs> like, he was like, uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm painting here, okay? It's all good. I think I gave him a tenner or something. Yeah. I was like, it's all good, and so I did a little dub, and and it was cool, man. It was nice to get that roof. But I remember walking through that building, thinking, what the fuck? These guys get treated that like shit.
0: Like, like properly the first time you'd seen those people. Yeah, like yeah, in those like conditions, that, I'd yeah. heard
1: about it. And um, and you see him about building all the buildings yeah. like every day. Because like, I was driving from Abu Dhabi to D- Dubai every yeah. weekend. You'd noticed mm. new buildings. And start, another building start, was start. taken start. down. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, it, was that, it was building that rapidly. But a lot of the buildings, they do it for tax reasons. They don't yeah. get finished. And there's this and that. There's so much bullshit going on out there. And like for example, this, is, this, wrap, this wraps up. Dubai in in this in this entirety I think there's the main road that connects Dubai and Abu Dhabi it's called Sheikh Zayed Road yeah and it started off one lane going one way one lane going another way and they built stuff either side and then they were like okay now it's getting more population yeah so they knocked down all the buildings made it two lanes going one way and going the other way and then a couple years later they were like oh it was getting more populated now so they knocked all the buildings down made it three lanes yeah now it's seven lanes going that what? way and that way yeah and like the amount of times they had to rebuild they don't have this longevity thought of. Yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. build it now go throw money at it get it built and then think about it afterwards you know what I mean that's the kind of Fucking mentality hell. out there and you can get things done, man. I saw a lot of people get a lot of money to do crazy things, and uh, like you know, you could you could apply for stuff out there to do stuff, events, and and whatnot. I mean, just crazy stuff. So there's just so much money there. Crazy. You know, to get what a to, of, yeah. time. It was nuts, man. But I I really, yeah, it home. Gr- grated on me, man. And they offered me money to stay for longer, and I was like, uh, in the end, I was like, nah, yeah. I'm going to Brazil. Yeah. I was like, I want the opposite of this. Yeah. And I, in my head, I was like, "Fuck it." Because the thing is, when I'd gone for a month before, yeah. I'd met a girl out there. You okay, know what I mean, and it was always one of those things. And I was, I just fell in love with Brazil when I, when I visited. Yeah. My sister.
0: But Where
1: I was she? She was in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so then I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. Came back to London, and raised a bit of money. I had money from my job in, in yeah. Dubai. Moved to Brazil. Sick. I was like, "Fuck this." I was like, I'm going Brazil, man. And uh, this was the e- nearing the end of my sister's stay. She'd uh-huh. been there three years, I think, in total, maybe a bit more. And I arrived at the tail end of her stay there. And then she ended up moving back and I stayed for an extra year. Overlapsed. Um mm. Yeah. So, But so she kind of like
0: schooled me.
1: You know what I mean? Because because Brazil can be a crazy place. Rio yeah. can be a crazy place. I've got place. Brazilian
0: friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah they tell. It's a
1: beautiful place. I recommend yeah. it for anyone, but don't I, be an idiot. I can't idiot. wait to get there. Just, just go. Obviously, if you know people there, yeah. then all the better. But yeah. if you don't, like, take a minute to learn the law of life. I remember when I arrived in the airport, my sister hugged me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then she immediately, she took my necklace off, took my ring off my finger. I had a DKNY watch on. Yeah. Took off, that off. Off, off. She was like, you don't need this shit yeah. Don't attract attention to yourself. And then she was like rule number 1 don't trust the police they'll rob you before anyone you yeah. know rule number 2 don't walk into the favela like you know just willy-nilly on your own yeah. you know they might think you're an undercover they might think you're from a rival favela you know what i mean only go in if you're with people from that favela yeah. or if you're invited or whatever anyway so she laid you know don't stay on uh, Copacabana beach after the sun sets because that's when the kids come and rob everyone you know what i mean and like as a tourist you don't know these things uh, but so many american english you know european tourists they go up there and they think they roll in the place, yeah, and they're yeah, fucking yeah. taking pictures of their digital camera, and they just get robbed. Everyone had a
0: constantly had
1: a fucking a horror story yeah. out there, and I was nothing happened to me because well, I don't know. I was schooled from early, yeah, and also yeah. I guess once I had my tan rocking, uh, I, I I fitted in a bit more. Yeah. I didn't have the blonde hair, blue eyes. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Which was like green gold, green money, money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I fucking loved it. What did and you do there? Uh, I was you teaching English. Oh, sick! Uh, uh, as a foreign language yeah. to adults, and uh, which was easy peasy, man. Oh. I, I ended up getting a qualification, a CELTA, uh, which is the Cambridge equivalent of a TEFL. Wow! Teaching English as a foreign language yeah. to adults, or whatever. <clears throat> but I was teaching way before I had the qualification. My sister, because that's what she was doing out okay. there. She just told me, all you need is confidence and yeah it's confidence really it's yeah. <laughs> just like just the a yeah, just... blag it or whatever you know what i mean and and most of the classes i had were conversational classes so they spoke english great they just and cuz they were on the phone okay there was one school i worked for most of my students were businessmen in this place called petrobras which was an oil company uh-huh. yeah? and they also had uh, uh renewable source energy as well whatever uh-huh. but but yeah they're mainly an oil company and they had a lot of meetings they'd have on the phones with europeans in yeah. english It was mainly done in english and americans and stuff and so they wanted someone once a week or twice a week just to sit and have a conversation with just to keep their english
0: yeah up to, to part, a good level yeah know? yeah
1: so that's all i had to do i was getting um. paid bucks doing that man and uh and i was painting a lot yeah. a lot because i was blessed the first day i arrived i arrived at my we got back to my sister's apartment she was living in Apuador which was where copacabana beach and Ip- ipanema beach where they meet that corner is called uh, Apuador okay. yeah and my sister had a uh, apartment right there amazing spot and a small little apartment yeah 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 so she put me up obviously for the first couple months and um or first month or two and uh Literally, we were right back at her apartment. She was like, i got to go teach a class. Here's the key for the apartment. Go walk around and check it out. And she left. Literally, I left her apartment, walked around the corner, and I heard some hip-hop coming out. Sick. I'm not even kidding. Between yes. these two buildings, this yeah. thin alleyway, I start hearing... Yeah, and I'm like, whoa. So I start walking in, and there's like a hairdresser shop. There's like a thing, and right at the end... Was a spray paint shop, shut. Yeah, up. and opposite that was a record shop. Oh yeah? my god! And I was like, "Damn!" So I was walking. It was tiny, little, about half the size yeah, yeah. of this room, and um, and the guy was a f- dude from Switzerland. Yeah, his, his tag was Mister Beam. Yeah, Sick. as in a, a laser beam. Yeah, yeah? so Mister Beam. And when he, as soon as he told me, I'd seen already three of his pieces on the way from the airport because there's graph everywhere. Yeah, out yeah there. Yeah, like yeah. it's on everything out yeah. there. There's graph on everything. Yeah. And, and 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 another thing i noticed as well
0: uh all the pisha style styles as well all of that yeah and
1: it wasn't so much like the graph that we were used to a no. lot of it was uh like symbols yeah the pisha and, style of star which is ridiculous yeah pisha yeah. style that's a separate thing yeah, i learned yeah. that afterwards that the, the pisha doors and the pisha style right, yeah. is a completely separate movement yeah. it
0: kind of i guess was birthed from the same well uh, i've i've got mates like people who come from it and they said to me a big influence of it was um Heavy metal and heavy metal logos. Wow. Yeah.
1: I thought it was the Philly style tagging. That's nah, what I heard. But it I was mean, heavy it's, metal it's...
0: logos. Um, yeah. And the way that they were formed mm. was how they would start putting words together. That makes sense. Yeah. And letters. I mean, there's probably a million other reasons for it to start. Just my guys. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I
1: learned early on. Anyway, no. Let me, let, me, let me get to that point. Yeah. So I'm in the shop, hip hop blasting out. I see the guy, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I literally just got it, I'm pasty as fuck, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, I'm like, I just arrived, I want to paint some stuff, yeah, and he was like, oh yeah, cool, just hang out in the shop, someone will come in and you go paint with them, Sick. and I was like, okay, cool, and the first person that walked in was a good friend of mine to this day, Marcelo Menci, yeah? his tag is Menci, M-E-N-T, but the T is pronounced like a ch yeah, okay, you know I mean? yeah. but it's meant yeah. basically is what he writes and Menchi means mind because okay. yeah, he has a big head so he said as a kid the people called him Menchi because he had a big head <laughs> and uh, and it kind of stuck and he, and he was part of a crew I think it was Nassau Crew uh, don't ask me what it means I can't remember and, um, and he was one of the biggest writers in Rio Sick. at the time and he was like yeah cool we're going to paint this thing and I was like can I tag along and he was like okay cool he had broken English you Uh know what I mean but enough and I've always been I think another thing with my Arabic background um, a lot of what I say is visual you know I can communicate with people very well even if their English is broken and uh and, and that's another thing with hip hop and graph yes. you've got this unspoken language already exactly. this you know This I mean? yeah and this is the other side of the world yes, exactly. you know what I mean and, it's, and, and that's that's happened to me already a couple of times where you go but somewhere but having,
0: where... having a hang on other languages will always help you always. With, with languages you don't know as well completely yeah.
1: completely and uh, so boom I met him we went out painting and, and, and like and then he kind of took me under his wing and the scene isn't humongous out there especially at the time this is again 10 years ago or so and uh, so everyone knows everyone so once I knew Menchie basically he put me in touch with everybody um, out there and it was just I was just so lucky That my first hour there I met is these amazing. guys Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's incredible what we're um, like he was a Swedish writer no so it. Mr. Beam he owned the shop yeah he was a big writer out there he was married to a Brazilian lady and I became friends with him as well and um, but did he write in his home country
0: yeah he was oh, so writing out in yeah so he's like Swiss. a proper writer like, yeah proper
1: yeah. writer he came to Brazil he opened up like you know one of the first shops at the time there was yeah. another shop as well but he was one of two shops in Rio right. de Janeiro selling paint um, I don't know all his backstory to be honest. I'm sure he told me at some point, but again my memory is no, just no. so terrible. I've been trying to find him again on social media, but I cannot find him. I don't know what going on. That's so fucking
0: to. nuts, though man. So
1: yeah. It's insane. I know he's not I think he's left uh Brazil. I think alley. he's <laughs> just crazy. I just heard some hip hop coming out. Literally I went round the corner, it was just there. And I got I basically <laughs> got introduced
0: <laughs> for the whole Rio graffiti scene. It's you know? nuts. You're like that's hip hop though, isn't it? Yeah. That's the power of it, is that you don't see it, you hear it. Yeah. You then you're an Englishman. I'll say Englishman mm. in in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, walks down this random There's a fucking <laughs> Londoner <joking>. in Brazil. <laughs> There's a fucking Swiss guy sitting in a shop selling spray paint yeah. in a fucking like Flavella style buildings that sell to the locals. Yeah and a record shop no and then, it
1: wasn't in a, it was, it was in, it's in the city
0: yeah but I mean it's it would have been a local I don't mean for a veteran and such I just mean a local servicing yeah. shop they weren't for tourists they weren't no. for people that just turned up no 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 it's local shops yeah do you know what I mean oh, yeah, exactly. yeah 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 And, and, and <laughs> that's why he told me he goes yeah just
1: hang out five minutes someone will be in it and it then just the like, king turns up like, yeah and, the, and then one of the dons I mean he wasn't the no, king but one of the dons but he was one up. of the dons because I think he was kinging Rio at the time there was a writer Echo E-C-O was killing it um uh, fuck. There was a guy style <coughs> killing it. And at were the time. those
0: ones like on the graffiti we know, or more in a Brazilian flair?
1: Well, check this out. I learned all this early on, obviously through Menchie. He told me because because okay, he took me that day, and we mm-hmm. went off. We went down by basically by the side of this main motorway, mm-hmm. uh, and there was like you know there was a favela behind the motorway, so there was people on the streets like yeah. selling stuff or whatever. People walking past, and there was this big wall. And, uh, and he was like, we literally got there and we were like, okay. Uh, he was like, I remember seeing him looking around It was daylight it was during the day, you know what I mean? And he was like, okay, yeah, this spot here. And I was like, okay, I didn't, and I'm, whatever. I don't yeah. know these guys. So yeah. I'm like, let's do yeah. I'm just going with the flow. And, and later on, as we started painting more and more walls, then I started going, how are you clocking? Which wall yeah. is all right to paint, which isn't all right to paint. And he's like, ah, oh, you get a feeling. You know, it's a feeling. Like you know, you don't want to take the piss out of anything. If it's someone's yeah. private property, you could probably ask them. They'll say it's cool. Yeah. But if it's just on the side of a motorway, just
0: don't alert anything. Man. Yeah.
1: Keep but it, then, you know. but then they school and we only painted during the day. Uh huh. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the occasional dub here and there, but, but mainly pieces. people put in effort and they yeah. got pieces. And I noticed that most of the graffiti writers, um, they were of the middle class. You know what I yeah. mean? Because uh, we used to go in the favelas later on and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you about it. Um, but um, um, I, I real, and I remember he said no we can't go over that tag yeah and i'm like but we're doing pieces yeah in london yeah people go over a tag it's yeah, not a yeah. disrespect yeah. and he was like no this is the pisha sound the Pichador guys yeah and that's all they do is tags and if you go over that tag they're gonna dog your shit out tomorrow yeah. so there's no point doing it you know yeah. what i mean and we have this mutual respect with each other and there's certain pisha doors tags because there's, there's like seven eight maybe even 15 people yeah. who could write that one tag, yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean and, and they Batter it, and it's all about doing it as high up as possible. The shoulders thing, yeah, exactly. That's that's what that's the whole. That's more. I equate that more to the bombing style. They only did that at night. Yeah, and it was mainly the favela kids doing it, and it was, uh, you know illegal stuff yeah. you know and the more of a bombing attitude and a from bit the more gang
0: territory to, nearly
1: yeah there was definitely certain like there was one I remember the biggest favela gang at the time was CV yeah uh-huh. you'd see these tags about and, and Marcelo he, he took me to the side he said do not ever go if they see you go over this tag you'll get shot yeah. right there and then, you know what I mean so do not go over the CV tags yeah commando Vermelho, the red command was the name <laughs> of that the biggest drug crew yeah. at the time and uh, so there's, again, you had to learn the yeah. laws of the land. You know what I mean? And and he told me, do not go painting at night because the police, if they catch you, they're going to instinctively think you're a pichador and they're going to think you're from the favela and then they'll shoot you, you know, because they don't care about shooting favela kids because no. it don't mean nothing to them. You know what I mean? And they know they won't get in trouble for it, especially at that time. And yeah, uh, even though I didn't heed it and I still went out bombing, yeah, yeah. I still used to go out at night and, and, but the thing is I didn't have to, that's the thing. So... So most of my painting was done during the day. And I learned all that thing about the favelas and the, the pusher, pusher sounds. And we used to do a lot of stuff up in the favelas. We used to, uh, like, charity sort of things. But they weren't mm. even charity things. It was usually, like, he'd have a mate in the favela. They'd organize a day. We'd go there, paint with all the kids, paint up, you know, make the place look nicer. Sick. You know, have the kids do workshops. And they'd bring us food. And they'd probably pr- bring out the music as yeah. well. And they'd make, like, a thing of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they'd love it when there was foreigners. Also, would get involved and and because the film, um, what was that film? The big Brazilian film, City of God, yeah. that came out before I went out there, but it was huge at yeah. the time, and uh, and I remember them. Th- thinking like they were like oh they wanted us especially the foreigners to to come to the favela and feel good yeah you know and don't see that scared. they're not yeah. all fucking drug yeah. dealing cunts you know yeah. what I mean yeah they are all just people just trying to get on with it they don't have enough money to get an address in the yeah. city so they're forced to kind of stay in the favela you know and uh and yeah so I learned all that stuff out there and it was so amazing to me man so intriguing it's one of the best times of my life man that, that, that country that man
0: there. my mate eddie big up eddie man yeah. NSHN and um, yeah, yeah, uh, and Victor, he was, um, he was on the Pichasau Edu was middle class, and Victor was from the um Prevellers and yeah. he told me about it. But yeah, man, like everything they tell me about it, the photos I see, like I'm just like, no, I've got to get there. Yeah, Brazil is a place of
1: extremes, man. You're either yeah. rich or you're yeah. poor. You're either, you know, you look at one site and it'll be the most breathtaking view you've yeah. ever seen in your life, and then you tilt your head literally ninety degrees one way, and you're seeing the most devastating poverty yeah. you've ever seen in your life yeah. you know what I mean like it's a place of super extreme the most beautiful women in the world and, and then you'll see like some some like old woman with like a, a leg chopped off and a baby hanging yeah. off one tit like you know what I mean like literally I saw some of the most outlandish crazy shit out there that <laughs> i ever oh, man. seen man
0: I mean it's such a great country full of you know so much art and culture yeah and beauty Co- music music again money like, and corruption man and they have
1: troubles out there but but my takeaway from brazil was just love man yeah you know what i mean i'd go to these favelas people living in the most mash-up conditions just the biggest smile on their faces mm. trying to give me stuff yeah, like, yeah, i don't yeah, want yeah. your shit yeah. man <laughs> I was like, you yeah. take my shit yeah. like, i don't want your stuff trying to feed me trying to you know just make me feel at home i'm like yo man how like, long did you live there i was there i think in total i was there about a year and three months mm maybe a bit more i can't remember exactly the date i went and came back um but yeah it was incredible but then by the end of my stay there i started kind of partying too much okay and working less right and i kind of dug myself in a bit of a hole it didn't level out i kind of i was just enjoying life too much man i kind of i could either pull my finger out and actually but the thing is also in brazil they make it very difficult for foreigners to, to sell, Like, I couldn't get an official job there without a visa. Yeah. yeah? I had a tourist visa, so I couldn't work yeah. legally. I was getting paid cash in hand. And uh, I couldn't rent an apartment legally because you need a visa or you need a guarantor yeah. from Brazil. So a lot of people, who, uh, English people, or wherever, were there. A lot of them would... would marry brazilians just out of just to get the visa you know what yeah, i mean yeah, out yeah. of convenience and the other person would know and yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. i had a girlfriend out there and i was just close to doing it myself man if i was going to stay for much longer yeah, yeah, yeah. then i'd have to and so i was either torn between either doing that and pulling my finger out and getting a sorted and making a life in brazil yeah. or actually like you know really settling or come back my plan was come back to england make a bunch more money and then come back to brazil like mm-hmm. that's what i was kind of thinking at the time the yeah, and I came back. I haven't been back since. <laughs> I plan to go yeah. back just to visit, obviously, yeah. see see people. And would stuff. you move there
0: again? Do you think?
1: I don't know, man. It's just too difficult, man. It's it's too much. I, I could, and I would consider it. But to be honest, man, I can't imagine living anywhere else. No, London. <laughs> no I'm sorry, man. Like actually building roots and yeah. living. I I I've, I'll always come back to London. I think, man. I just know it too well, man. I think. I mean, for me,
0: yeah.
1: I haven't seen anywhere else yet. I haven't, I mean,
0: I, I haven't traveled much, but my, my partner and my girlfriend and I IFX, she's um, we, we both think we want to go and live in India. Oh, okay. We haven't been there yet. We're having to go been. next year, but we think we want to go and live in India like cool, 55, man. 60, but we now live on a boat as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it kind of makes it a bit easier to, you know, yeah. we've, we've, we lived, we both lived in Brighton for 10 years plus. We've both been in London the same amount of time, back in London the same amount of time. We're both on a boat. So maybe our roots are just a bit yeah. more strained and not... You've, yours are quite solid. you know I mean? You did a couple of years in Brighton. Did he, yeah. he, so what you say is fully really like, yeah, this is my home.
1: I mean, free. it's just... I think it's more... I, I never say never, mm. yeah? I, I, I am always up' It's Just something we're thinking now. Yeah. It's
0: been planned for a
1: bit. And to be honest, like, economically, yeah, yeah. it makes sense to get out of London. Yeah. London is just... It's too expensive, man. Mm. Just just too expensive and some of these other places I go just as beautiful mm. and you can what you could buy you could rent an apartment here you could buy a yeah, fucking exactly. house out there you know yeah. what I mean and that, and that completely makes complete sense to me a lot of my friends moved out you yeah. know what I mean under those but I, I don't have a wife kids like or anything for you. so I'm all right here yeah. for now but that may change you yeah. know what I mean yeah. but uh but I, I kind of have always said to myself I think I'd always if I was gonna if I was gonna have kids yeah i'd want to raise them in london purely because of my background here and i know it so well rather than do it in somewhere strange yeah you know somewhere i I mean i've had my son
0: here like he didn't come to brighton with me he's he stayed in london Mm. he came to brighton every weekend yeah and um he's 18 this year now and i'm really happy he grew up in this city yeah i'm over the moon man like He's seen, I've brought him all around the place, man. And he does it himself as well. He goes all around the place. It's just, like this I've, place has got so, so rich with things. It's, isn't it? But yeah, it is rich as well in the other term. But And I think if you
1: can survive in London, you can survive anywhere. Yeah, man. It's you a fucking I mean? good building ground, man. Yeah. Definitely. I Definitely. I think so. And like, for example, Frez and his missus, like, yeah. you know, eventually they're going to have kids. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And obviously they're discussing these things and, and... And like, I've said to them, I said, like you know, like I've been in the discussion. Like in Dubai, it's such a bubble. Yeah, it's a big city, and they got a lot going on. Uh-huh. And there's lots, you know, going on and stuff. But it's such a bubble. I know people. I know people who have been born and raised there. Their minds are like, I don't know. They're not as exposed well, to yes, certain things. Yes, you know, they rounded. haven't been exposed to certain things, and they, uh, yeah. And like, uh, I feel sorry for
0: them. Yeah, to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, I mean, you know, it happens. Yeah, like uh, yeah, so, is his. Is his plan to come back do you think or i, I really don't
1: know i think uh his missus because she's australian i think she uh, will convince him to move to to melbourne she's okay. from melbourne and uh, as, as, uh you know it's just the only reason why i, I i'm not happy about that is because it's so far away <laughs> yeah. you know what For I sake, mean? It's literally the only <laughs> yeah, reason yeah. i mean uh because i know melbourne is a beautiful place i've never been but i yeah, know it's beautiful yeah. i know it's gorgeous and you know good people and everything like that but um so um but yeah i don't know if he'll move back to london it's, again
0: economically i think it's just too expensive in the city now it's just crazy shit yeah my boy he doesn't he he's loved growing up here he doesn't mm. want to live here yeah he's starting traveling next year <coughs> he's getting his money together right now amazing and um where's he looking to go do you know he's gonna do europe first do cool. a little interrail there for four or five countries over that month on the interrail ticket come back do some more work, and then he wants to go. He's like, well, that's because he wanted to go." It's worth it. And I was it, like, man. "Don't don't go straight away. Yeah, yeah. Go, go and do a little trip. Like, yeah, We've yeah, done sure. a few things together, but go. Do, don't go. No, <laughs> no. <forever>. Don't, go, <laughs> don't, don't dive away. in headfirst. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, for sure, man. Yeah. As a parent, I'm sure as yeah. well, you as know, well. I'm I'm really worry. excited for him, yeah. but at this, I'm obviously shit scared. But I'm very I'm pr- very proud of him, very excited because cool. traveling. I, I didn't get a chance to. Do. I've done a lot of free work, which I'm lucky about, but yeah. I haven't had a lot to do my own experience just mm. because of work and son and all that shit um but mainly but the, the it,
1: foundation you've built with him do you think he's ready do you think he will be all right or will he learn would it be a big learning curve for him or, this or is don't know? this
0: is i think the traveling is literally going to be the thing that sparks him cool my son's amazing yeah. i love my son to bits and he's amazing but if you saw the rap sheet and he hasn't got a bad rap sheet but if you mm-hmm. saw the, stati- the things you'd think oh god Uh, You might be a bit worried. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. No. I've got every single bit of ounce of trust in him. And I've got his back as well, fully. And he knows that. You know what I mean? We've got an amazing relationship. That's the main thing, man. I've seen like... I think... I've worried about his uh, lack of enthusiasm, Hmm. which I think is a big problem for teenagers at the minute. Yeah. Because of the access of, you know, whatever they grow up in. And um, so... Yeah, I think the travelling is going to be the spark. And everyone yeah. I know, like the experiences you've just spoken about, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. amazing. And even just me going to Brighton, just that one experience yeah. was life changing for me. So you know, and also that age seen. as well, yeah. eighteen. This is this is the time, exactly, man, when he starts man. experiencing these things. Yeah. It can shape yeah. you, and you know, yeah. I, I think it's it's incredibly important, man. And yeah. I mean, look, since so since you've been back with all of that stuff man You've done, yeah. I know you've done more travelling since you've gone to Abu Dhabi and you know Dubai and so on and so forth and other places but yeah. being back in London mm. came in the- back
1: from Brazil um, I don't know man I, I was just like back to doing odd jobs here and there I was um who did I link up with I started uh, I was still still writing lyrics, yeah, and uh, I think i I relinked up with uh, kojak and but they were kind of moved on and yeah. they, they were doing their own things as well. I think Kojak <coughs> does like he does music for commercials and stuff, and he has another job as well. He does this thing. Mm-hmm. spider as well as deep in his music as well. And um I think we did a <coughs> few more bits and bobs and uh, but kind of the emceeing thing started to wane, yeah, but my record collecting started growing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I'd bought a couple of bits and bobs in in Brazil but I wasn't going crazy because I knew I'd have to lug it back, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I didn't go crazy in Brazil. But when I started coming back and and obviously a lot earlier on I learned about samples in hip hop and so this is obviously TMs days yeah exactly yeah, through yeah, yeah. them because because like i said when i was a teenager i was very close-minded i was very hip-hop hip hop, people people yeah. and then i started realizing oh they're sampling like roy Ayres, and they're sampling yeah. you know you know stevie wonder whatever and i started getting into <coughs> all that and i started uh you know buying records based on that you know what i mean then that i'd start discovering other artists and buying more stuff and buying more stuff and and i'd dj at house parties and stuff and um and yeah, so I was still still doing my thing, but just not, nothing, I don't know. We started putting on nights,
0: so he, I guess. And was this off the back of my record collections getting sick, right? Yeah, and... I was blessed, like VFL, they didn't only have graffiti
1: writers, they had some DJs in that yeah. crew as well, Mr. Shiver, uh, mm-hmm. B-Skills, Side uh, Courage, they they had a crew called Size Doesn't Matter, Yeah, yeah. SDM, not graffiti crew, yeah. a music DJ crew, yeah. Size Doesn't Matter, because they only play 7-inch records at this night, yeah. yeah? They play all sorts. They collect all sorts. But at this night specifically, it was for 7-inch mm. uh, uh, records. And I used to go all the time. And these are my boys. You know what I mean? And I got involved, started putting on nights with them. And, uh, um, yeah, so I kind of got into that side of things, you know, as opposed to, And I kind of I was hosting the night. So uh-huh. I started less emceeing and more, like, hosting evenings. And so you, know? you
0: would organise the night? Yeah, are we'd you...
1: help organise the yeah. nights and, um, and like... Like, they had a thing going already. right? Cool. But then, for example, I got in touch, like, out of, out of uh, this was about five years ago now. Um, I got in touch with Diamond D, yeah, on through Facebook. Because yeah. I, I saw that he was in, I don't know where he was, like, in Czech Republic or he was in yeah. Poland or something. And I saw, I hit him up. I was like, yo, you're in Europe. Uh, How much would it be to fly you over here uh, to do a DJ set? Because he was he was doing a seven inch DJ set. Yeah, that's what he was doing. So I thought this is perfect for size doesn't matter. Yeah. So I thought let me just try it. Yeah. Let me just reach out to him. And boom, he hit me back, and he was like, uh, he liked the way I because I was very polite. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, yo, diamond, what you saying, brother? I was like, yeah, hello, sir. Like, you know, we have a night here. Respect. You know, much love. You know, I'm a fan. And, uh, and he was just super like, just happy. He was like, man, wicked, let's do it. You know what I mean? So boom, we made it happen. I, t- I got in touch with the size doesn't matter a lot. And they were like, no way. Diamond D, me? you yeah. fucking around. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so boom. So we made that night happen. We did it in Camden. It was a super success, man. So uh, many people came through. It was a packed house. We filmed it. It's not. there's a video of it on YouTube, see. on my YouTube channel. Uh, what's my YouTube channel? Amber SDF, yeah. SDF is my YouTube channel. You can see a few vids from our parties there. So that was a great party. And uh, so, yeah, I've just been involved, you know what I mean? Like, they had their thing running. It was a train already moving, but I just kind of jumped on, you know what I mean? And his crew, his family. Yeah, his family, and this all comes back to that VFL graffiti roots and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I started getting more into that. Painting still as well, Uh but that had calmed down a lot as well. And then, like, to... I didn't didn't mention as well, my house has been raided, my family house got raided. Three times by, by British hope. Transport Police. What? Three separate because occasions. Of you, you know. Yeah, through graph. You know what I mean. And uh, oh, <clears God. throat> so that's a good toll on my family and stuff. Yeah. Although, so much props to my family. Uh, my mum and dad. They were, uh, they were just happy I was doing something creative. If if the police had come and raided the house because I'd robbed someone or because I drugs know, or whatever drugs or yeah. something, then it would have been completely yeah. different. But they were like graph. They, they didn't completely get it, but at least I wasn't yeah. killing anyone yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. fucking someone's shit up. Yeah. And it they was got based it in creativity. Yeah, and they got it. They understood it, and and like uh, they had my back. Put it that way, I can tell you about the the last final time I got raided. I don't mind telling that story. Say it, man. So this happened in, in 98, 99. Right. Um, they waited till I was eighteen. You know what I mean, and because uh, I got nicked when I was fifteen, they came raided the house, and obviously I was I was an under minor, so, so they didn't scare you know, you, No yeah. comment, no comment. It was cool. Anyway, and that happened again after that, but then the last time it was they started it was Spencer and Taylor, the head of British transport police. Do you remember Spencer? and Taylor? Uh, you know, they obviously made a name for themselves and this was, I think this was part of the mayor Giuliani or something. He'd come over and he was imposing that. that, that That's that's yeah. Yeah, He was trying to show him the shit and his, his, the way they did it was the same in New York when they basically whitewash everything, paint everything that Brown color that we see, um, you know, be quick to buff everything. Uh, catch Those years, the main bro. writers yeah. putting things up you know catch them make an example of them to deter other writers from doing it and cameras everywhere you know they they, they kind of yeah infiltrate that was that time late no 90s. tolerance yeah so that was at that time and so they unbeknownst to me and zeal at the time i, mean, I don't want to put the zeal shit out there but whatever he would be cool he'll get over it years <laughs> ago he's all right it was years ago and uh, so we hadn't like you know, we'd been painting, doing graph and stuff, but you know, didn't, no one got nicked. Just one morning, six in the morning, front door. Uh, Spencer was at my house, and unbeknownst to me at the time, Zelo's house was being raided at the same time. Yeah, because me and Zelo had been pulled over by police like a year earlier. Together, we got pulled over with paint in our backpack. We didn't get arrested. Yeah, because names down, Didn't but know, they took our names, and they knew that we were associated yeah. or something. And so Spencer came to my house. Taylor came, went to his house. They, I remember they, they banged the door and my mom answered. And obviously this is the third time. They yeah. they so my mom down. knew what was going yeah. on. So she was like, oh, I don't speak English. Okay, wait, I get my husband. And she closed the door. Uh, like kind of a little bit, and then yeah. ran upstairs, woke me up, and said, "Give me your spray cans and your photo." Like you know, she knew my room was covered in graph yeah. and shit. Yeah, but she was like, "Give me your Everything. base shit. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, she was like, "The police are here," and I was like, "Fucking hell!" So I grabbed my my sketchbook and my f- main photo album yeah. and give it to her, and like a bag of paint. But the, my room was full, full of, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so she took that upstairs, and I, I get I go to the top of the stairs, and and Spencer pushed his way into the house now and there's like seven uniformed police fuckers and I live in this quiet neighbourhood you know what I mean yeah and they had two meat wagons outside my house it was just they made a big deal out of it you know on purpose yeah and um and he was like, Are "You have my cock." He was looking at me up the stairs. I was in my boxer shorts, going, uh, 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 and he was like, "You know why we're here? You know why we're here?" Like that, and he kept saying that to me. It's not you a game, know mate. Fuck off. I was like, fucking you know. hell. And then my, my little brother, who was he was like seven years old at the time mm. or whatever, and and my sister and everyone woke up obviously in yeah. the house and they're looking at all these police going through my room because this is they weren't fucking around this no. time. The past two times it was like I was underage, so now they're going in now they were going in man and um he turned my room inside out they took the cupboard off the door they sc- unscrewed oh, it because i had tags on it and uh there was a photos of amber pieces with me posing in front of it oh, and shit. Shit. all my coursework from my uh college work had tags all around it my sketchbooks you know Coverage. they took everything they yeah, took yeah, like, yeah. boxes of shit from my ha- house and then uh, I was like, fuck's sake. I was like, what the hell's going on? Get to the police station now. They handcuffed me everything, man. Put me in the meat wagon. I'm like, fucking hell, man. And then uh, get to the police station. I see Zelo there, yeah? I'm like, fucking hell. I'm like, okay, pretend you don't know him, yeah? <laughs> yeah? But then I'm like, nah, like, what the hell? I'm trying to get yeah. my story. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Obviously, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment. And they're, like, pulling out pictures from, like, the past two, three years of me and Zeal's stuff. Yeah. Obviously, Zeal had done a lot more than I had. Mm. And uh, they said joint. They said we'd done £240,000 worth of damage. Oh, and man. We're facing three years of prison if you don't admit to it and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, no comment, no comment. Because I knew by then, yeah. I knew if, if long, the only way they can catch you is if they see you do it with yeah. their own it's eyes. It's hard for them to prove, it. man. It's completely yeah. difficult for them unless you admit it or, or yeah. they see you do it. And I knew that by then. So I was like, no comment, no comment, no comment. And then, uh, so, and the trial goes on for a year because oh. it's, I had six accounts against me and Zeal had 12 counts against him. So each one had its own court yeah. thing and we were going to each one. It went a year and a half we were going to court. Jesus. And uh, we couldn't stop painting for a year and a half. Yeah. So we changed our text. Yeah. So I started writing quasi yeah, instead, of, uh, instead of amber. And, and I can't even remember what Zeal changed. I think it was syrup or something. Syrup or something like that. And so we were still painting. Harkle because this was our main year's fate, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and in a way, kind of the whole police thing kinda of gave you a badge of honour to yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. extent, you know what I mean? And, I'm uh, in the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but we hadn't been in the case no, yet. No, we no, were but I'm in the case. In, yeah, yeah, I'm in the case. And then um and then fucking Zelo gets caught red handed. Oh shit. drunken bombing one night, yeah. And uh so and we were being tried together yeah um so again it's so a year and year and a couple months we're going to court ev- pretty much every month yeah and then boom and we're like no comment not guilty no comment not yeah. guilty and then boom zelo gets caught red-handed doing oh, a zelo attack yeah and uh and like so zelo was like kind of like you know the solicitor was looking at us he didn't really have a clue our solicitor looking back you know yeah hindsight is 2020 yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. i still could have got off it Looking yeah. back, because they had nothing on me, yeah, apart from all the shit they found in my room, they found oh look, uh, amber tags all over your yeah. your coursework, you and that. I'm like, yeah, I copied that, sorry. And there's yeah. a teach tag there, there's yeah. a diet tag. I know you know I'm not teach and diet, So I'm like, you know, I you know I draw everything on my yeah. books, and they're like, oh, we found spray cans in your room. I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I do art. You know, I could show you seven, eight pieces of art I've done using spray paint, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah? they like, oh, your clothes had graph on, you uh, paint on it. And I was like, yeah, well, that was that I was when I was painting my shit. And, um, and they even got a handwriting specialist in. Yeah. They said the curves on your E's are the same as the amber curves. And I was like, whatever, you know I mean? I'm good at copying, yeah. I don't know. And then, uh, so they had nothing, man, really. They were just trying to make us confess, you know, just going through this whole thing. And then Zelo gets caught red-handed. And then the solicitor was like, kind of like, we don't have, you can't really say the no comment, not yeah. guilty thing anymore to Zelo. But because we were being tried together, he kind of put that on me as well, you know, and shit me up. And I, we we're still young, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and you, yeah, you think
0: fuck we caught out.
1: Yeah. And I was going to go to uni. I don't want to go to prison. Yeah. They were threatening us with, prison yeah you no know i mean they were saying you can get like a year and a half yeah like three years himself, a yeah, year yeah, and, yeah. Half. and i was like fuck no, that i don't man. need that <laughs> yeah like, that doesn't work for me that's one thing i, I, I like I, I guess i could do a year in prison i probably could yeah, but, but fucking like but no, fuck it's just, it's, that.
0: sorry not for me
1: yeah I, I, there's one thing about my freedom i, I need it You yeah, know what yeah, mean? Yeah. i can't be dealing with that shit man and uh, i know some people they prefer to go to prison yeah, and pay a fine you know what i mean and which yeah. is fair enough whatever anyway and uh, so so basically so Zelo was fucked basically and uh, and then and so we had to basically do it in the end and then they actually brought up they actually brought out another bit of evidence I remember in the court date we went down and Zelo got caught again because he was such a drunken cunt <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking big up Zelo um, but he went did a uh, north not North Acton Station, East Acton Station. Yeah. A bunch of them, and they all went with their t-shirts up over their faces like that. Yeah. Yeah. Covering their noses and they had hats on. Yeah. yeah. And Zelo, they're all drunk. Yeah. Because we watched the CCTV in court. Yeah, they pulled it out. <laughs> and then zilo's t-shirt drops down for a second. Oh shit. These freeze frame, zoom in, and they're like, that's you. And, and Zilo was like, fuck. Like. But we still managed to squeeze past that. But then when he got caught, it was it was all over. And, uh, and so basically we worked a deal. Um, yeah. We said if we plead guilty, we do community service and pay a fine rather than go to prison. Yeah. And so we took that deal. Did basically. you tell him you wanted to go uni and that? And- well, we they knew. We were, I yeah. was applying to uni yeah. and all that stuff. And, then, and even I remember Taylor saying, like, uh, I, remember, I remember this bit. He was saying, how, oh, you come from a good home you know what i mean Fuck like off. most of the writers we we you know yeah. we we, we bag are like they're from broken homes or yeah. they're, you know the stereotype thing and he was like you're from a nice house from a nice neighborhood why are you doing this i am like whatever
0: yeah. Wait, that, uh, that's <laughs> only the people he's run into our culture is full of people from all sides from all over man yeah it's yeah, exactly. not exactly about where you're from really. no not at all
1: and uh but yeah so i ended up having to do community service actually you know what's even funnier part of our community service was acton park there was a play school there had a mural on the outside it was like faded and shitty and we were painting the whole building green and i remember then just i don't know lightning hit my head and Mm. i chatted to the the bail officer guy and i was like yo i could do another mural on this thing so he chatted to the people i ended up doing the rest of my community service doing graph on this fucking (laughs) building so i'm like my punishment for doing graph is doing yeah i'm like get the fuck out of here and uh my i remember my mum laughing about that of as course. well and uh yeah and that's kind of hit home as well with my mom how like it wasn't that bad i wasn't doing a bad mm. thing it was just you know oh,
0: it's yeah that fucking, it's that broken window fucking bullshit isn't it they, yeah you know and uh, it's it's just the thing here isn't it it's yeah i
1: think yeah and uh yeah that broken window theory is all bullshit i think man i mean rubbish. there's a little bit of sense behind it but come on man like like again you go to brazil yeah. where. It's like a positive spiral. Yeah. yeah. So people don't mind. Your average Joe doesn't care. The police got other things. They got yeah. gunmen shooting at yeah. them. So they don't care but about it. Even if there
0: aren't guns about. Like we, in this country, we've got no guns on like, no. like Like it is. Oh, no, we've got guns in the street. We ain't got yeah. guns like it is in other places, is yeah. it? Like, why the fuck are you harassing writers mm. here? Why? Like, well, well, that's the broken window. They want it to look
1: nice. No, point. but it's not just about look nice. They take, like, you know, they, like, uh, like we've seen, you well, know, like paedophiles getting 15 yeah, months yeah, yeah. and then uh, what's his name, Vamp, getting yeah, three years. Exactly. Because yeah? yeah. they it's, care more about the property than personal. Yeah.
0: And this, basically, what, what, it's, it's polishing turds, is yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it, Literally, polishing yeah. turds is what they love doing. Yeah. Like, because, it, not to say our city's shit, I don't mean that literally, no. but I just mean, like, look you've got so much other more stuff to deal with. Stop trying to clean it up on the surface and deal with the fucking But it's the issues. corporate entities and is, yeah. these
1: things, you know, they, they don't want unsolicited hmm. stuff being painted hmm. on their buildings. You know what I mean? So they want to control. It's about control. Yeah, yeah? of course it it's is. It's about control. Like in Brazil or in Beirut yeah. and I'm sure other countries, uh, cities around the world, you literally walk up to a wall and you paint it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's positive. It's, you do it during the day. Yeah. People don't care. Police leave you to it. You take your time. Yeah. You paint something nice. An yeah. And and people are like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Paint my house. Yeah, and yeah. then boom, it's a positive but spiral. Here. Whereas yeah. here, it's so demonized and, and criminalized that writers, they're not going to take their time paint something during the day. They're going to go do a quick throw, put their name up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The average Joe is going to look at it and go, that looks Hate, ugly. Um, I don't like that. Yeah. Tell the police. The police clamp down even yeah. more. It's a vicious, it's like, a negative spiral here, you know? Um, and uh, Yeah. It's just What do these. you you're creative for work yeah well not as much as I, I probably would like to I mean uh, my but main job but you have been job, though as well I, yeah I've done graphic design jobs yeah. um, you know they're far and few between nowadays uh, now my most creative is just painting I paint I Wicked. try to paint every week um, oh boom and I'm making music now, I make beats. I make uh hip hop what are you use beats. I use my MPC, yes. man. I got an M P C straight Sweet. up. Thor, I gotta give mad props to DJ yeah, Thor. Legend. And also my mate Alex and Mike. Yeah. Actually that's what I should get into. After I came back from Brazil, a good friend of mine, uh his name's Mike, he has always been into hip hop, mm-hmm. big record collection, and he, he wanted to get into making music and he was from a well-off family as well uh, luckily for him and so he built a studio in his bedroom yeah but he didn't know how to really use it properly Mm -hmm. so and I had friends who had studios all the time yeah my friend Decoy uh, um, Tom Pearson Mm -hmm. and uh, my friend Alex yeah DJ Alex They both, Alex was into his NPCs. He had one for, for years. And, and, uh, my man, Tom was into, he used to make drama and bass. He used logic and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was great keyboard and and saxophonist and stuff so i introduced mike to these two guys and we did this thing uh we called it the wednesday jam we Mm -hmm. used to turn up to his house every wednesday and just make beats Um, and like there's the best way to learn is just to do you know and obviously i was rapping as well making uh emceeing over the beats and stuff and we just sit there and jam every wednesday and then it just became a thing and to be honest we still kind of do it to this day this is like 10 odd years now we've been doing it and, uh, and we released a couple of EPs all online, you know, yeah, we never yeah. pressed anything up. Uh, we ended up calling ourselves Head Flown Music. Okay. Because it's like a play on headphone yeah. music, but Head Flown, like, because you hear that in hip hop, Head yeah. Flown, you get your Head Flown three yeah. blocks, whatever. And, um, yeah, so so we started making that, and we got a SoundCloud account, if you want to check that out, it's, uh, it's uh, Head Flown. Soundcloud.com forward slash headphone. Boom. And um, yeah, we were just making beats like that. And and so Mike had an MPC, Alex had an MPC, and then I used to use their one. And then I eventually got around to buying my own mm. one. And uh, obviously I had an extensive record collection, loads of drum breaks. Amazing. And I was very, I, I'm very still to this day. I'm very uh, hard-headed in doing it the old way you know what I mean not because I think it's better than any other way it's just the way I fucking like and I love and what I came up on is finding breaks and using them chopping them up and finding samples and blah 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 and uh, yeah so I make a a shit ton of beats now man Uh, I've been doing that are they still private I've got a SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash so damn fresh, yes. where I upload loads of instrumental beats and stuff. Uh-huh. But to be honest, I'm still a student, still learning. Yeah. Um, There's my mate, uh, Theme. He's a writer yeah. as well. Theme uh, is my boy. I've known him since we were nine years old. He's um, an ill MC. Yeah. And uh, so I've definitely, we're working on something to do together. Sick. He's on Real Talk Records, yeah. Chester P's record yeah. label. And uh, I've reached out through SoundCloud, I've meet, met quite, quite a few MCs, some good, some not so good. But as, as a starter, as a beginner yeah. myself, yeah. making beats really like of, of, of a good quality now, a good standard. Um, I work with anyone, you know. Six. So I've reached out to people on SoundCloud and sent beats. People MCs have MC'd over beats, and Damn. you know. So I'm working on that. It's like through the community, yeah. just being but again, that's,
0: that's that more. That's feeding that creative side, man. Yeah. Which is, you know, what as adults I think what we is 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 super helpful. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, we are just real. dealing with work, or we are just dealing with bills or yeah. rents or whatever. No, you need it. I need. I need. And I, I, I think that's what uh, this this talk is about. Is literally about how how do you do it now? Yeah. Do you know I mean, what I mean? How do you keep that sanity? And yeah. not to say if you haven't, you're not creative, you aren't sane. Of course you are, but mm. I, I do, it's so helpful. Oh, for
1: sure. And you've, you've mentioned it in previous episodes about like the therapy aspect yeah. of it and, and the fact that when I'm painting or if I'm on my NPC, I can't think of anything else mm. apart from what I'm doing right here in front of me, you know? I mean, <sighs> mate, when we get that feeling, man, like yeah. I, I was printing. The subconscious things oh, happening, Jesus. but. I'm fo- It's like meditation, man. It's I'm focusing crazy. on this one yeah. thing, but other things are coming Ooh. out of me at the time. It's incredible.
0: I think it's so. To, it's, it's nuts to think that you're involved in something for so long, mm. and the way that you experience it changes so much throughout mm. it. Because yeah. we've painted walls for twenty years, twenty something years, yeah. but when we paint a wall now, it's a completely different feeling we get from it, and then also everything else you've been introduced to, like yeah. what you get those zones when i printed when i was screen printing when i had all this equipment and i was screen printing it was more of a hobby than a business (coughs) but i'd get into the zone in printing it's repetitive motion yeah where you're moving back and forth and moving the sheet but you get into this motion and Literally, you're just like whoa! You can, yeah. you just go off. It's yeah. amazing. Actually, funnily enough,
1: I worked with Zelo. Zelo now has a big uh, clothing company yeah. called Abuse London. Yeah, um, and it started off in his mom's basement, yeah. printing, screen printing things. Like, I, I designed his first logo. Sick. It's changed since, but uh, but you know, yeah, I was there oh. at the early stages of that. Uh, but yeah, screen printing, we did a lot of screen yeah. printing. Screen printing's amazing, man. But, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, you can ask my colleagues who I work with, man. Like, I'm just always talking about vinyl records. Like I bore the shit out of them. Yeah. And whenever, because I, I travel a lot with work. So, uh, I always try and loca- locate the nearest record shop and, you know, always have a little dig. I Basically, I work right now for an events company is the uh-huh. best way to explain it. But they do software and live printing at events. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... And we do everything from big massive corporate things, YouTube, Google, you know, yeah. big things like that, all the way to like bar mitzvahs to private stuff, yeah. you know. And um and it's great and and uh, it's because of this custom software that's inbuilt in house, yeah. The name of the company is Y R Live. Uh-huh. Uh I think it's this is Y R I think is an yeah, this is uh-huh. I should know this. Um but yeah, they're an incredible company. I've been with them since the beginnings of about four or five years oh. now, early on, not the beginning, but early on. And uh, they started off with a digital graffiti wall, okay, which was all done with LED lights yeah. and stuff. Because I was working for another events company uh, called Wonder London, uh-huh. and they put me in touch with the guys from YR because they had this graffiti wall, but they didn't have a graffiti writer. Yeah, so they put me in touch with them, Sick. so I could take this graffiti wall out, set it up to, to events, so people it, to use, do this. and then yeah. whatever people would create, create, or I'd get paid as an artist to create stuff for yeah. people. And and it still happens to this day. Boom. You know, what I mean, I do bits and bobs with them. I help a little bit with the software development. Nice. Uh, to make it more user-friendly because it's always renewing and getting yep. better and changing. It's conti- continually adapting, you know what I mean? Changing to so whatever it might technology. be going no, yeah, do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's so I'm basically involved in that now. And uh, and because of our custom software and because we've been doing it from early, we've got clients all around the world and we sure. travel all around the world. I mean, like last year, I went to Hong Kong twice. I've yeah. uh, to Chicago to... Uh, Orlando all around Europe fucking Barcelona hell. Berlin many times Hamburg Dusseldorf uh, all traveling. around France south of France like everywhere you know yeah. what I mean um, which is great fun you know what I mean and for a record collector is incredible that is as well. fucking dope um, man and a lot of times I'm driving to these spots because uh-huh. i got to drive all the shit there. And I love driving, so it's not not bad. But I like 12-hour drives. But I have like a day or two to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll plan my route. I'll be like, okay, I'll stop at this town, check this record shop, check this record shop. <laughs> so I've bought a whole bunch. I buy a lot of records, basically. I spend a lot of money on that shit. That's amazing. And uh, and actually, I uh, won't get into this now. At the end, I'll tell you about that, what I've got planned to do. Um But where where were we then? So we were... What let's, was let's get to that point yeah okay hear. so we're at head flown music yeah so i'm making beats with mikey i buy a mpc i'm making beats thor dj thor another guy you should the get on here yeah. uh the the total don man he uh he schooled me a lot on the mpc as well he's very well versed he's been around you know from the early days of hip-hop he was here he saw tribe called quest when they first came you know Sick. bdp when they first came he's got mad stories about that you should definitely get him on here but then uh so, yeah, I've been making beats. I've done a few projects with Matt Man, DJ Matt Man. He made a couple beats on this, like, Back to 94 project that we did, which is on my SoundCloud. And um, I don't know. I'm just, it's just,
0: I hate calling it a hobby. I I no, call, it's not. I it's call not it a hobby. labor of love. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's life. It's different. It's yeah. life and love, man. That's what it is. It, yeah. it can't be a hobby because it's been nonstop. Yeah. It's not. It, it's yeah. life yeah it's life exactly. and you're aiding it and it sounds like in a fucking cool way you found to aid that whole lifestyle through this job you're in yeah which it, is d- they
1: definitely they're, they're, they're super cool exactly and, and it sounds it's really it. not it's
0: not like it sounds exciting it sounds all good and it's just like sick this enables me to travel it fucking gets yeah. me to fucking buy my vinyl yeah. you get your time as well to buy to your, your equipment stuff. and do exactly and do yeah. your stuff because this is it it's about feeding ourselves man we <sighs> Yeah. Got completely be, man yeah. completely and I, and I still put on nights not as often as I was because
1: uh-huh. uh, there was a point um, uh, on my 30th birthday yeah because um, I always because I'm like the party guy so uh-huh. I always have a big party for my birthday yeah. somewhere I'll organise something obviously I've got loads of DJ friends so yeah. it's just always just an excuse to have a big yeah. party and on my 29th birthday, I did nothing. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, where's the party at mate?" I was like, I'm saving it for my 30th. I yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have a massive warehouse party. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was bigging it up before I even started planning yeah. it, yeah. And then now it come, coming up to my 30th birthday now, and I'm like, shit, I haven't organized anything. So I'm scrambling around trying to find a warehouse. Yeah. And I end up finding one spot where they used to do the uh is it called Sancho Panza? No, Sancho Panza. I can't remember. It was a big house thing that used uh-huh. to go there in the 80s, but then it closed down. My man Shiva from Unsung Heroes, he told me about it, put me in touch with this guy. And he had a warehouse basically on the corner of Labrat Grove and Harrow Road, Sick. where it crosses. Yeah. There's like a graveyard there, and there's like this big... Uh, I say big, it fits maybe 300 people. Yeah. In it, a warehouse basically yeah. by this, owned by this guy, the slush brothers. Yeah. He has like an ice cream truck that he serves uh-huh. cocktails out of at festivals yeah. where he keeps his ice cream truck. And he used to have parties in there back in the day, but then he stopped for many, many years. And so I got in touch with him and I was like, "Look, my 30th is coming up. I'll pay you money. I'm going to have a big party. It's going to be all friends of friends. You know, yeah. it's not going to be any weirdos or randoms. Anyway, I convinced him to let me do this party. And like I said, it's three hundred capacity. Five hundred people turn up, yeah. and it's a roadblock. Yeah. yeah, and everyone this like wicked atmosphere. It was a fancy dress because my birthday's in October, so I did a Halloween party. Um, Everyone's dressed up. It was uh, fucking. Luckily enough, at the time, my sister she's she was a session singer, uh-huh. and she was singing. She was uh, doing vocals for DJ Crust. Sick, and he was living in Labrador Grove, right round the corner from where the party was happening, and she was. Doing a session with him that day and said, oh, my brother's doing a party. He's like, oh, can I DJ? And he was, she was like yeah. like, yeah, without even asking me. She was like, of course you can. And when she told me, I was like, hell yeah. Let's and go. so DJ Crust came, Sick. did a set. It was just the most incredible night. And the guy who owned the venue was like, yo, let's do a New Year's party. Yeah. <laughs> so boom, we did a New Year's party. And then he was like, let's do a Valentine's party. So we did a Valentine's. Sick. And then it started. we basically started doing parties there every month Damn. for about four years. We did it and we called it the west london warehouse party yeah and there's a facebook page and a lot of the videos are on my youtube channel which yeah. i mentioned and uh so yeah so we'd film the events and we had Sick. chester p come through we had nikki black market come through we had uh we had so many people we had Aswad come through Sick. like they just Amazing. turned up yeah. yeah and like uh who else man? just mad people would turn up we had a uh, this guy his name's charlie i can't remember his full name but he's a Hollywood actor he was in a band called North of ping pong <laughs> which is a great uh, they have a great video uh, i think it's called what Come, what goes up is the name of their song look yeah. it, look it up on youtube okay. it's incredible it's got all the uk actors in it yeah cuz he's charlie something murphy or something he was basically he was in the fifth element you've seen the fifth
0: element no but i know you haven't film. seen the fifth no. element oh i, I love that film yeah
1: he was in nil by mouth have you okay, seen nil yeah, by yeah, mouth yeah, yeah. he's in he's the skinny guy anyway yeah, Charlie and he, his band came. They did their thing. Um, and, like we had so many people come through, man. It was such a wicked vibe. Six. And uh, but the thing is, in that in that venue in the uh, Laber Grove, I ended up falling out with the guy a little bit, and uh-huh. so we moved to another venue, literally uh, up the road from here, in North Acton. Oh man. yeah. And uh, we had another venue, but it's been knocked down since. That's uh-huh. why we ended up stopping. But we ended up yeah doing it there, and yeah. So in total, about five years, man, maybe six. four years pretty much once a month west if not london once every parties. two months three months yeah. we were doing parties and i thought i'd call it west london warehouse party because it's a warehouse party yeah. I, I supplied the 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 sound system Six. the security and the the venue would supply the bar yeah. you know and um so so it was my rules you Amazing, know what I, mean? so I was man. like you can do whatever you want in here there's only one rule is don't be a cunt mm. you know what i mean mm. <laughs> that was basically it and uh, and yeah, it was just we had the most amazing time, man. It was That's great, dope. and I was like, okay. So I put a message out to everyone. I never advertised it. I never at it, and it was full every fucking month, man. Um, just through word of mouth, <laughs> and there was there was no competition in West London. Man. Everything is east. Not for that exactly, yeah. For the warehouse vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was nothing. It was you. always hip-hop and drum and bass. Yeah. But I'd always mix it up. We'd have some, an hour of 80s music or garage yeah. or, you know, house or whatever. We But it was mainly revolved around hip-hop and, and drum and bass, man. Uh, who else did we get? We had Rodney P and Skits come through. Um, we had, uh, I don't know. It was just like every month. I'd yeah. be like, okay, who do I want to see? Oh, I want to see Chester do a gig. Boom. I'd link it up, you know. And it's easier than you think, man. Mm-hmm. You just got to reach out. You got to yeah. be polite. You got to mean what you say and say what you mean. Yeah. And boom, you can make things happen, And uh, people man. feel genuine people, man. You, know yeah. I mean? you just got to be genuine about it. Exactly, man. And uh, Yeah, so that was great times, man. Like, so like I really got the bug of doing that. But then when that warehouse got knocked down, I ended up doing parties in actual venues, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the same, you know? Uh didn't have that same warehouse thing. Of yeah. The following I'd built up was through the warehouse yeah. thing. So once it moved into a normal venue, it was like, you know, it wasn't that Different same feeling. Is. It was still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's when I did the Diamond D thing, you know, me with them a lot in Camden and and a few other things. And also, I kind of shot myself in the foot calling it the West London Warehouse Party because I can't do it anywhere else. I have to do it in West, which I'm happy to do. And that was the reason why we did it was because there was not much like that in West at the time. Um, Yeah, or still, still no really warehouse parties around here, you know. Um, So, yeah, so I did that for a few years, man. That was cool. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, getting up with the DJing as well, which was great. Uh, I still hesitate to call myself a DJ. Okay.
2: Because
1: I'm surrounded by so many good fucking amazing DJs who've been doing it for so long. To me now, rock up and go, yeah, I'm a DJ. It's kind of... I feel that yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, fucking yeah. their shit up, yeah? So that's why I still uh, I still have a little bit of insecurities in calling myself, I call myself a selector, yeah? yeah? Like, okay. I, I got some boom tunes, yeah. I'll play and I'll rock a party, but the technical side of things, maybe Let I'm not. Let them that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I love all that. And I still do it every now and again. I I, I, I pop up and we'll do a night. Like Go last about, yeah. year, we did Smith & Wesson. We did a Smith & Wesson show Sick. with... with, uh, uh, my friend Consuela from Unifunk, uh-huh. i got to give her props as well because we've done a few projects together uh, doing nights and events and stuff. But yeah, man, I mean, that's pretty much brings us up to date, man. I mean,
0: you know, is, working. I, I mean, like you said, it's not a hobby. Right? No, and I hate calling it a no, hobby. No, but what, i tell you what, that word it shouldn't even be associated with you, man. Not with no. that, th- no. th- there's too much longevity and too many sides to... I get why you people experience. call it a hobby because you're oh, not yeah, getting paid from it and you do it because you, you enjoy what, it. I'm, but if if like I'm you're... painting a wall somewhere and the public walk past and, oh, what are you doing now? you painting yeah. a piece. Oh, and then just to dead the conversation, I just say, you know what? All this is, love, is me fishing. <laughs> I said, it's just like your husband down the canal yeah. fishing. That's all this is. Because yeah. I just did. But I know this is my life. Like, this is. Yeah. Yeah, it's deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah much yeah, for deeper. For sure. And... Because, and, and the full the fullness of it all you know the and the experiences you go through a it mm. especially with what you're still doing you know what i mean and
1: did you ever have stigma like people saying are oh, you like I'm too americanized or something because of your hip-hop love or or whatever
0: oh you know what i haven't really no no um but i don't know kilburn was a bit weird for that i grew up on an estate um it was next to his estate which was next to another estate so we were really insular yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so we all came up together. It, nothing got called out. The only mm. time anything like that happened was when Rhyme MSK came over. Oh, yeah. And he was at the shop and he said it was the reverse. He says, why have you got a UK website? This is when I had a Code. I said, uh-huh. well, because I only sell and I only represent UK. At the time, I'd only sell UK hip hop and it was obviously UK artists. That's mm. all I knew. No, I remember. And he's like... Um, you should do.com because this is a this is a worldly culture and this is what you're representing and that it's never left me i didn't do anything about it at the time Mm. but it's never left me that thought it's the only and then when you say that to me that's the only time i've actually heard something against it i mean yeah i think yeah my mom's irish you know it Mm. it was just like and she brought me up in london like what she couldn't tell me you should be involved in this this is our heritage i'm not in i'm not in ireland yeah. I mean, Kilburn is, yeah, is like Ireland, but it's not enough, you know. So I had to go. It was, you find your own feet, the same way you did. Yeah, You, no, exactly. you weren't in Syria, so no. what? You weren't going to be that traditional. It's great no. that you learnt the language. Yeah. it's great, but it's you're gonna have to find yourself. No, exactly. I, and and yeah. my my folks, I commend them, man. Because
1: I remember even talking to my dad about it, and he said that they had a discussion. Her, uh, my mum and dad, mm. before my sister was born, the eldest. They said, "Are we raising our kids like we were raised in Syria, Muslim, and this yeah. and that and that, or we're here in England now? We raised them as English. Yes. You know what I mean?" And they decided to do that yeah. in the end, but they couldn't hide the Syrians. Obviously not, and they no, didn't want to at all. Surely, but I'm,
0: it, I'm not not saying it's wrong that anyone else has done the opposite and raised yeah. their kids. No, I saw a lot of the people, thing, do which the is opposite, fine, yeah. but I. It, surely, if there's any levels to that. Yeah. you've got the best of both worlds. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Completely. 100 Whereas 100%. if they'd done it the opposite way, yeah. you might have got 10, 20% of UK life, but yeah. been really traditional women. Exactly. With and and, like, and I, that's brilliant, Yeah. but you've got kind of the best completely, of both in a way.
1: Completely. And, and obviously... We have lots of family friends, you know what I mean, whose parents have decided the opposite, who did it the other way, whose girls, you know, they'd be hijabi or whatever, and they, you know, all this stuff, and they'd come to our house and they could be more free, Uh you know what I mean? Because they're always gonna be that that clash there with your kids if you raise them in a different culture. Yeah, completely. And I rate my parents because, okay, they brought us up, you know. Fully embracing yeah. English life and London life. But they took us to Syria every yeah, year. Yeah, that's amazing. My mum was in Arabic school, so I had to learn yeah. Arabic. At least the basics, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. They didn't force me to go, uh, you know, but they did at the beginning. But this like, is you your
0: heritage, go. you're going to know this. Yeah, that's exactly.
1: Man. And I, I, I hated it at the time, yeah. having to go to school on Saturdays, yeah. but... Now I'm like, fucking thank God I can speak Arabic like right. I really Listen,
0: like thank God for that fucking school playground because yeah. if you didn't have that fence Yo. and that place to talk to your friend about them trains yeah. and those trackside tags, that was who, a big who would have fucking known? Like, your <laughs> mum started this by bringing you there on a Saturday. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, that was fucking sick, brother.
1: Yeah, man. That I was really dope. I
0: appreciate that.
1: No doubt, thank man. You very much. No, thank no. you, man. This is great. Keep doing what you're doing. This is a beautiful thing what it. you're doing, Daz. And you thank you have been an inspiration for me as well, man. I appreciate it, yeah. Can I just give one more shout, one yeah. more thing, man, before before we stop? I do a radio show at the moment. Yes, it's on a, it's on k 2 kradiocom uh-huh. It's just the internet k- Kilburn to Kensal radio, yeah. yeah? Uh, but all my shows get uploaded onto my Mixcloud account, which is mixcloud.com forward slash missing links show. Yeah, mm. it's called the Missing Links show. Missing without a G. Yeah. Yeah, star, you hip hop star, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, no, because there is another show called Missing Links. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I change it. And also, there was a hip hop group called uh, The Missing Links. M R Double Links, and I nicked that for my little intro. But the premise of the show is basically people give me a suggestion, and I need a suggestion from you now because I'm going to do my show this Friday. It's four to six p.m. on Friday, at first Friday of every month. Yeah. But they all get uploaded onto the Mix Cloud, so just go to the Mix Cloud Missing Links. Show and uh, I basically the premise is I get a start and end song uh-huh. suggested to me by someone, okay. And I spend two hours linking the two songs together what? by uh, the sample or relatives or musicians. Yeah, I've got one mean? for you now, so yeah, so you give me two songs, they can be any okay. genre, right, any yeah. genre. I've, got, I've, I've got both of you, both. okay. Excellent, I've don't say one, it I've now, now wait, but, but uh, yeah. you let me know and I'll do it this Friday. Yeah. Thank you, uh, yeah, much love, brother. Peace, peace.
0: But well, what a combo, hey? Maddie's had some amazing stories. Really great hearing about his experiences. That staircase he talks about in the workers' building in Abu Dhabi. What? Imagine walking that. And getting pieced up in Rio, random shops in local areas, giving him all he needs. Big up, Maddie. Using that culture, working with that culture. Amazing. Also, the beats you hear in the background, they're Maddie's too. You know it, we won again. Art can't stop winning. It's winning and aiding everything we do. Creativity is life art wins every battle i'll catch you next week remember love you